Trust upon it. Busy show this morning. I'll work out what it is in a minute. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Bedford babysitter jailed for abusing children in his care, Cameron to chair Cobra meeting on Calais and Harvardshire Bowler sets up Ash's test victory. BBC Three Counties Radio. A babysitter from Bedford who sexually assaulted the babies and toddlers he was supposed to be looking after has been jailed for 18 years. Luton Crown Court heard 21-year-old Clint Gilbert was looked on as a trusted friend by the children's parents. More from Tony Fisher. Gilbert committed offences on seven children ranging from babies to five-year-olds. Some of them he abused while they slept. One of his victims was a three-month-old baby girl who he took pictures of as he assaulted her. In sentencing, the judge told him his behaviour had been depraved and that what he had done amounted to a gross breach of trust. A meeting of the government's emergency COBRA committee will be chaired by David Cameron this morning as he and his ministers try to find ways to deal with the effects of the migrant crisis in Calais. More from Ross Hawkins. One of ministers' top priorities will be considering how some 6,000 lorries stacked on the M20 could be moved onto other sites. The Ministry of Defence is examining whether its land could be released, although sources dismiss reports that service personnel were poised to play any significant role. The use of other locations, including the disused Manston Airport in Kent, has also been discussed. Politicians and officials alike know they must both act and be seen to be taking control. The M1 is closed northbound at Junction 14 for Milton Keynes to Junction 15 for Northampton following an accident. The highways agency say the motorway should reopen at 7 o'clock. A homeless disabled couple from Luton who can't drive are demanding to know why they've been put up in a travel lodge at Toddington Services. 23-year-old Janet Paddison, her partner and their three-year-old daughter have been in the motorway services hotel since Tuesday after being evicted from private rented accommodation. Luton Borough Council blame a shortage of both permanent and temporary housing. Residents living next door to a home for at-risk children in Aylesbury say they want it shut down. A public meeting took place last night to discuss the problems at the home run by Benjamin UK, who say the community has to work together to help the children. One of those present at the meeting was Bucks County Councillor Stephen Lambert. The community over the years have tried everything to engage with Benjamin UK and the kids of the home. And it looks quite peaceful there at the moment, but at one or two in the morning on a Saturday night when the cops are there, when glass is being thrown out the window or stuff's been thrown into your garden, knives, garbage... This is antisocial behaviour on a colossal scale. In sport, Watford bowler Stephen Finn has put England within touching distance of victory in the third Ashes test. Finn is there now and he bowls to him and it's shortened. Uh, well, it's pulled and it's a top edge and it's caught. Finn's done it again. He's got his fifth wicket. Australia will resume this morning on 168 for seven in their second innings. That's the lead of just 23. Milton Keynes Dons have signed experienced defender Matthew Upson and Watford complete their pre-season matches tonight ahead of the Premier League campaign. The Hornets host Spanish side Sevilla at Vicarage Road. The weather dry and sunny, feeling warmer. Maximum temperature 22 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Who's been playing with my knobs? Kelly, what's... You're in here, what's that mean? No, I know I don't sound right. What's... What's... 
Oh, someone turned my microphone around. Who would do that? What what cold-hearted would do that? What an absolute... Unbelievable. Hey! Look at that. It's Radio 2 broadcasting star Justin Dealey having a growl and um, doing... Oh, he's doing the coffee beans. Yeah, I love a cup of coffee, please. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's Friday, so... So no one really cares. Oh, 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 oh. Across beds, hearts and bucks. Look at this. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. People complain. Keith Hutchinson on Facebook. People complain, Kelly. It's great to have you back, by the way, Kelly. Thank you, player. Uh, People complain about the weirdest things on Facebook. But, but, but there's a, you know, there's, there's, Keith don't, don't like me, and that's fine. Ian Lee, you lied. You said a while back that you deleted the recording of The Littlest Lobo. Huh? <laughs> you didn't. You played it again this morning when you were lost for what to do next. That's the only reason I play it. It buys me um, 1 minute 47 of thinking time. Your show is rubbish without Catherine Boyle and only saved by Kelly Betts. Time you went, the sooner the better. I replied. Several points. One, I did delete it. That's true. You did. I I witnessed. Two, I've been playing it off YouTube. It's true. I can do that now in this new Mm -hmm. studio. Three, really? Who cares? Four, it's all theatre. And five, no one misses Catherine with a K more than me. Trust me, it's called a team. And sadly for you, Keith, looks like I'm going nowhere for a long time. My suggestion, listen to something else. Yeah. Yeah, I taught him a lesson. You did. Contract's going to be up for renewal. So, he could be right. He could have a point. We just don't know. Uh, all the music today comes from records. So, here's a record. That's the needle. There we go. Credence Clearwater Revival doing through the grapevine. I've not heard this. It could be absolutely right.
Simone sa. Well, I'm, I'm busy. I'm doing a radio show. I know. That's why we're listening, isn't it? I don't know. Are we listening? <laughs> Are we even here? That's the question. Well, great call, David. Hello? Three four five nine four double five five double five. If you uh, want to uh, be part of the vibe now, a babysitter from Bedford who uh, sexually assaulted uh, the babies and toddlers he was looking after has been jailed for eighteen years. Lucian Crown Court heard that twenty-one-year-old Clint Gilbert was looked on as a trusted friend by the pa- uh, the children's parents, but he betrayed their trust by carrying out um, sexual assaults on the young boys and girls and photographed what he was doing. Kelly, this uh, is, sounds horrific. I know, uh, Mr. Gilbert committed offences on seven children ranging from babies to five years old. Uh, Some of them he abused while they slept. And one of his victims was a three-month-old baby girl and he took pictures while he was doing it. Um, The judge, Barbara Mensah, told him the offences were so gross, so sickening, disgusting and revolting that only a sentence can be justified in this case. Um, Let's jump ahead a bit because this is such a horrible story. I don't want to dwell on this No, there's lots that I don't want to really go into. Any bits you don't want to do? Which bits don't you want to go into? Because I'll tell you what, this is a really unpleasant story, obviously. Mm. Um, And I'm aware that it's it's ten minutes past six in the morning and I don't want to bring us all down too much by this. uh, 18 years in jail he's been sentenced to. Yeah, um, the the court ga- the pub the court the public gallery was filled with parents and families of the children that he had abused. So he had known these parents quite yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, one of them, I think, went to his twenty first birthday party. Um, his name will now go on the sex offenders register, and he was also made. Um, yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot that I just don't basically. Really there's talk a really unpleasant about. man that did some really unpleasant things, and he's going to prison for a long time. And the, the, the detective constable Tanya Shotbolt. There's a name. Mm. Said this significant sentence shows the uh, the gravity. Eighteen years in jail of offences committed by Mr. Gilbert. The trauma he's inflicted on his victims and the families is despicable. Uh, I'd urge any victim of sexual offences to contact the police. Child safety is a priority for Bedfordshire Police. There we go. Yeah, I mean the judge said that some parents were faced with the dilemma of whether that they should tell their children what had happened to them while they slept because they were very young, or or do they say nothing? Um, well, that's that's uh, there's a decision. Call me mm. now. Don't. Don't. Uh, If you do want to call, it's Friday. Do you know what? It's Friday. There's a Friday kind of... um, I'm really tired. I've got a busy Mm. weekend coming up. I'm projecting. I'm projecting. Um, 
So I'm a little bit. Uh, um, hey, can saying. you can you talk about what you did last night? <laughs> yes, I can. I couldn't get to sleep. So when I can't get to sleep, I didn't what... mean that. Oh. Oh, you mean what I did yesterday when I was yes. on, when I was on uh, Celebrity Pointless? Yes. Celebrity. <laughs> um, um, what 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 do you want to know? What happened? Nicholas Parsons got locked in my toilet. That is true. Yeah. Nick, I'm in my my dressing room. And Nicholas Parsons wandered in. Ah, this is what I'm looking for. Mm. I went, all right, Nick. And he went into my toilet, and then he got locked in there. And he was in there for ages, and the door handle was going. And I was... It was such a weird day. I was talking to Keith Chegwin. Of course. And uh, we went, Nicholas! Nicholas, you're right in there! No, I can't undo the lock. And Keith Chegwin had to um, had to undo the lock from the outside. That's nice. Chegger's, nice Chegger's rescued Nicholas Parsons. It was like um, being in, in, in light entertainment hell. <laughs> I'll tell you he was on the teams, and then I'll tell you a little bit later on how well I did, or otherwise. So it's me and Keith Chegwin. Yep, dream team. He's tiny. Smaller than me? Yeah. Really? No. What, like... He's oh, small. Okay, he's tall. Oh. Rav Wilding and yep. um, Lisa Maxwell from The Loose Women. Oh, yeah. You don't know who she is, no. do you? She's nice. She's, she's very nice. I liked her. I liked all of them, apart from one. Um, Nicholas Parsons and Helen Lederer. Oh, yeah. Do you know who they are? No. Nope. Okay. And uh, Michelle from Liberty X yep, and Anthony one. Costas from uh, The Blue. The Blue, yeah. They were there. Can I say the one that I think you don't like? Please. Costa. Okay, that's your opinion. Mm. I'm not going to put it out there. I'm not going to give the answer. Am I right? A bit. <laughs> don't, don't say that. It was, um, you know... And it was weird... Because Pointless is one of those... I don't, I, you know, I don't really watch Pointless, but I'm a, I've seen it. I'm aware of it. And it was like being M- Mike TV and Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> Suddenly, I'm, I'm, it's like you wake up from you know, a dream. You go, oh, flipping it, man. I'm in, I'm in the telly. I've stepped inside the telly. It was very weird. Mm. The fella, the, the computer boffin... Here's a bit of inside information, guys. You know, the, the, there's a boffin who sits by a computer. His computer's not even turned on. It's not even charged up. You couldn't, <laughs> couldn't turn it on even if he wanted to. But he's massive. He's bigger than me, and he's like he's got like giant, giant causeway fingers, giant fingers, mm, hands, hands the size of giants. So um, I see what we'll do. We'll get Dealey up in a bit because there was a question that I well there was there was one question where in retrospect I gave a massively racist answer to, mm. although it was not my intention. Right. It wasn't I didn't think well, I'm going to go pointless and get my uh, my agenda across. Going to start mm. broadcasting the truth. Uh, I just said something that was completely inappropriate. And they have to use it in the show because it's an answer. And then there's a question later on in the game uh, that I, I I bet Justin would have got. And I was thinking, I wish Justin was here to help me with this one. All that and less coming up after this. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, there's been an accident between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton. It was in the early hours of this morning, but it's closed at the moment for investigation work, so the diversion is via the A509 into Milton Keynes and the A5 north to Old Stratford, but that's looking very busy uh, past road on the way back up to the M1. On the A404 in Amersham, that's looking very quiet, but there's roadworks going on at Wheeldon Lane, so that could get busy later on. And on the train to 633 service from Luton to Bedford has been cancelled. Samantha Brough. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. (laughs) 
6.16, it's Friday the 31st of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A babysitter from Bedford who sexually assaulted the babies and toddlers he was supposed to be looking after has been jailed for 18 years. David Cameron will chair the government's emergency COBRA committee this morning to discuss the crisis in Kelly. COBRA, assemble! 03459455555. It's all about the food. We're in the kitchen, the actual kitchen here at BBC Three Counties Radio. Nick Coffer's Weekend Kitchen. I have a confession to make. Go on. Uh. I don't like blue cheese. Ooh. Oh. But oh. I love this. Local chef showcasing simple, straightforward dishes you can try at home. Gooseberry crumble, Thai noodle salad and easy lemon tiramisu. All of those recipes, as always, available on our recipe sheet. Good home cooking That's that everyone it. can do, but it's so tasty. The reason that I put coconut water in there was just actually to slacken off the sauce a little bit as I was cooking it. It's milder and it's creamier and it's sweet. Slacken off the sauce a little bit, love. I think you've had enough. it doesn't taste of feet. Nick Coffer's Weekend Kitchen. Every Sunday morning from 11 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Slacken off the sauce. Daly, come in here, fella. Come in here. Slacken off the sauce a little bit. Uh, I think you've had enough, haven't we all? Sit down, take a red. Good morning. Now... As you know, Celebrity Pointless yesterday. Yes, yes, I saw the pictures. Yep. Very entertaining. Very entertaining. Nicholas Parsons got locked in my toilet. Keith Chegwin had to rescue him. That is a true story. <laughs> right? I can, spoiler alert now, if you don't want me to spoil the Pointless for you, mm. listen away. Okay. My first answer was a Pointless answer. Zero points. You're meant to get zero yeah, points. So that's yeah. a good thing. Yep. So my first answer, boom, zero points. Get in there. Get in there. My son. Got through the, got through the first round. Who got knocked out? Okay, so this got knocked out of the first round yeah. was Nicholas Parsons. He didn't even know what day it was, with the greatest uh, of respect. Yeah. And Helen Lederer. They were gone first round. Yeah, see you later. So, second round. Yeah. It's me and Checkers. It's Anthony Costa and the girl from uh, Liberty X. <laughs> and it's Lisa, um, uh, I've forgotten her name already, and Rav Wilding. Got through that round. Lisa yes, and Rav, yes. out. So, we're in round three. Get out of Ravster. Get, get out of town, Ravster. Yeah. So we get to round three. And this, Justin, is where um, I'm going to look like a massive racist. Oh, I saw you tweet something about this. Very Are you few, okay? I'm, I'm genuinely nervous. Very few people come off of Pointless looking worse than when they went on. You might think, <laughs> oh, what a numpty. But very few people, you, 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 you watch the show and go, oh, I like that guy. Oh, my God, what did he say that for, the racist? Yeah. There's going to be a furore. You think you think um, playing Blue Mink uh, was bad. You think me no. um, sending Paul Scoynes to work on the <clears throat> and <clears throat> show was it's bad. It's worse than that. It's worse than that. So, the round, okay? Uh, it comes up. You've got five pictures, and it's bands of one Brits. Okay, right. boom, we're in. Okay, yeah, yeah. so the first picture is a picture of some monkeys playing in the snow, and it gives a little clue. Best newcoming band, two thousand and five. Oh, well, Arctic Monkeys. Thank you very yes, much. Thank you. Not the gorillas, like um, Blooming Anthony Costas. No, I think it's the gorillas. That's the gorillas, mate. By the way, he's playing Dunstable very soon. <laughs> Anthony Costa. <laughs> he's a very nice bloke. Yeah. He's a very nice bloke. Um, oh, there was a roundabout football as well. I got a football question oh, right. No, you never. Yes, I did, mate. Oh, I, I said the reds, play the blues. <laughs> I said um, uh, they're my. F- I had to pick. Te- I had to say teams that had uh, got to the third round of the FA Cup this year. What, oh. what, and you got through that round? Yeah, I did, because Chegger's got a good lucky one. Yeah. Uh, and I was going to say Luton Town, and Luton Town would have been right, but I wasn't sure if it was 2014 uh, or 2015. It was, no, it would have been last year. You'd have been wrong. Beautiful. Well, yeah. I said, well, I said my favourite football team, I always go and watch them when I'm up north, the Arsenal. <laughs> got, 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 got anyway, so, uh, there's another, there's a uh, best international group, 1987. It's a picture of, of an arm with some bangles on. Would that be the bangles? Correct. Yes. Okay. Best video, 1997, right? It's a picture of two Indian-looking girls. 
Mm. Asian girls. Yeah, 1997, yeah. In what is obviously an ethnic shop, a shop of ethnic origin. Yes. So I went, I was thinking, I'm doing the maths, I was working in local radio. Corner shop. Yeah. Brim full of Asher on the 45. The thing with this, you've got to get the lowest points. So the one that least people say, oh, I went in there. Checkers, I got this. Checkers, trust me on this one. Corner shop. Okay, and they go, right, corner shot. And then so it goes to you, then they get their answer, and then it goes to the thing. And as soon as it came back to me and they're about to reveal it, I went, oh, no. Because if you look at the picture carefully, it's not just any old ethnic shop of ethnic mm-hmm. origin. A couple of Indian girls next to some spices. You said the Spice Girls. No, it was the Spice Girls. And I yeah. said corner shop. Because it looked like, you know, that's what a corner shop looks like. Yeah. But, it was the Spice Girls. So what, but I, I can understand why you said that. But you, yeah, yeah no, I get it. Corner shop, one hit wonders, great yeah. track. Uh, Fr- from what you're telling me, yeah. if what you're telling me is true, uh, uh, I've got no reason to doubt you. No, sir. Um, I don't think that is uh, borderline racism at all. Okay, well, I thank you. people who know music would get you. I've got, um, uh, I tell you what, play a record. I've got a question mm. I want to do a half, half past. Yeah. We, got, we got through to the final. Me, me and Keith Checker, when we got through to the final, we didn't win the prize money mm. for Macmillan. We we're going to give it to Macmillan, but we didn't. We didn't win the prize money because the questions we got were flipping hard. Yeah. As the answers were coming up, I actually thought of what a winning answer would be, and it turns out it was. And I want. I'm going to put it to you in a second. Okay, no problem. It's it's, uh, it's a musical question. Love it. And I think you. Oh, oh shh, I'll be quiet.
All the music's coming from vinyl, and you've got to love the crackle. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. A homeless, disabled couple from Luton who can't drive are demanding to know why they've been put up in a travelodge at Toddington Services. 23-year-old Janet Paddison, her partner Reese, and their daughter have been in the Motorway Services Hotel since Tuesday. Have you ever stayed in a Motorway Services Hotel? Uh, yes, I was there yesterday as well. They're grim, aren't they? Absolutely they horrible. They grim. Mm. Um, they got evicted from their private rented accommodation, as well as having no cooking or clothing wa- clothes washing facilities. Janet, who suffers from chronic pain, says she has had her assistance dog taken away from her and put in kennels. She says Luton Borough Council have known for over a year that her family would need rehousing. Justin, you went to meet Janet yesterday, didn't you? I did. Um, absolutely horrendous conditions. Um, she told Luton Borough Council about her situation in March of last year. Uh, she suffers with fibromyalgia, uh, which she will explain in this piece. So I went to meet Janet, her partner, and her daughter yesterday at Toddington uh, to find out what the situation was and, and why it's got this far. Uh, here's what she had to say. Well, Janet, let's um, just move along here for a sec. You're, uh, wow, this is where you're living right now. So you've got a double bed where you and your partner sleep and you've also got a bed in the corner for your young daughter. How old's your daughter? She will be four in August. Just tell us why you're in this situation, why you're in this hotel room right now. My landlady wanted to sell the property I was in for three years. Um, Unfortunately, I'm able to find anywhere privately due to um, financial circumstances. I lost my job in uh, September 2014 due to health reasons. Do you want to sit down? Because I know you're in some discomfort already. That's okay. Um, Tell our listeners more about your condition as well. It affects my daily life so it's a chronic widespread pain um, that affects the nervous system as well as your mental health i suffer severely from depression and anxiety um, my pain medication still never keeps my pain actually under control i can be bed bound some days and being here in this hotel room you've had your dog taken away from you which was a, a great help to you Can you tell us more about that as well? Yeah, he's my assistance dog. I've had him for seven years since he was a puppy. He's grown up with me in my life and understands my medical conditions without training. Mm. He has learned over the years commands. So if I do fall on the floor, I physically cannot get up. He will come over to me if I call him or even if I don't need to call him, he will be there by my side and help me physically get up. He's also there for my mental illness with my anxiety especially I don't even need to call him he will be by my side and he will stop me from having an anxiety attack. Could I just pick up on something you said there you said that that your dog would help you get up how does that work? If I um, because my legs are very very sensitive I can fall down basically at any time Mm. if he's not with me in that room I can then call him he will come to my side he will stand there very very still and strong and I can if I can't pull myself up, he will sort of try and push me up or pull me up as best as he can. You can't go anywhere because you're not going to start walking down a motorway. So you're effectively stuck here in this hotel room. Luton Borough Council, what would you like to say to them? What's your message to the council about the situation which you, your partner and your young daughter are currently in? I just don't understand why they've had to let it get to this point, knowing fully aware for over a year of my circumstances, being updated on my behalf, I have told them. So they have been always 
fully aware of, of my circumstances, yet I'm still being put in a hotel room. I do understand they have a shortage, um, but maybe they should reconsider what they're spending their finances on. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 has been closed northbound between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton because of accident investigation work that's going on there. There's a diversion via the A509 into Milton Keynes, then on the A5 north to Old Stratford and past road, but it's looking very busy to, at the moment, still approaching the M1 there. It's hoped that it will open again by 7 o'clock, though. On the A406 North Circular Road southbound in Park Royal, it's starting to get very busy between Abbey Road and the Hanger Lane Gyratory. And in High Wycombe on Marlow Hill, there's roadworks at Wordsworth Road, so that could get busy as it starts to get into the rush hour. On the trains, the 6.33 service from Luton to Bedford has been cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley, a babysitter from Bedford who sexually assaulted the babies and toddlers he was supposed to be looking after has been jailed for 18 years. David Cameron will chair the government's emergency Cobra Committee this morning to discuss the crisis in Calais. And a homeless disabled couple from Luton who can't drive are demanding to know why they've been put up in a travel lodge at Toddington Services on the M1. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hertfordshire bowler Stephen Finn has put England within touching distance of victory in the third Ashes Test. Australia will resume this morning on 168 for seven in their second innings. That's a lead of just 23, with Watford's Finn taking five wickets so far on his return after two years out of the Test team. No one goes through their career um, without having ebbs and flows, without ups and downs. And I've had a down, you know, and, and this day is certainly an up. So, you know, I'd, I'd rather think about today than the past. To do it in an Ashes Test match means a whole lot more. Milton Keynes Dons have signed experienced centre-half Matthew Upson, the 36-year-old former England international who started his career at Luton before a million-pound move to Arsenal in 1997, was at Leicester last season and has signed a one-year deal at Stadium MK. Meanwhile, a Dons reserve side lost 1-0 at Brackley last night. Watford complete their pre-season matches tonight ahead of the Premier League campaign. The Hornets host Spanish side Sevilla at Vicarage Road. Meanwhile, former England captain and now BBC pundit Alan Shearer is predicting a tough season for the promoted clubs. I think Watford have signed so many players it's going to be very difficult for them to, to integrate all their players and for it to, to, to work. Bournemouth I think will probably be like Burnley and try and do it the right way but might just come up, uh, up short. Norwich may be a similar way as well, but I think those three will struggle. In tomorrow's friendlies, MK Dons travel to Rochdale. Luton host Walsall with the Hatters expected to confirm the signing of striker Craig McHale-Smith. Stevenage are at home to a Tottenham eleven, and Wickham travel to Aldershot. In the third round of qualifying for the Europa League last night, West Ham drew 2 all with Astra of Romania. Southampton beat the Dutch side Vitesse 3-0. And Milton Keynes Olympic champion Greg Rutherford warmed up for the World Championships in Beijing by winning the long jump at the Stockholm Diamond League meeting last night. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven. It's crackle. Music to start. Don't worry, it's fine. Just bear with me. I know what I'm doing. Professional, isn't it? Here we go. One, two, three. Take it. Woke up 
it was a Chelsea morning and the first thing that I heard was a song outside my window and the traffic wrote the words. It came a-ringing up like Christmas bells and wrapping up like pipes and drums. Oh, won't you stay? We'll put on the day and we'll wear it till the night It was a Chelsea morning and the first thing that I saw Was the sun through yellow curtains and a rainbow on my wall The red, green and gold to welcome you Crimson crystal beads to beckon Oh, won't you stay, we'll put on a day There's a sun show every second On a portrait of today And the streets are paved with passers-by And pigeons fly And papers lie Waiting to blow away Woke up, it was a Chelsea morning And the first thing that I knew There was milk and toast and honey And a bowl of oranges too And the sun poured in like butterscotch And stuck to all my senses Oh, won't you stay, we'll put on the day And we'll talk in present tenses When the curtain closes And the rainbow runs away I will bring you incense hours by night By candlelight, by jewel Uh, thank you very much, Johnny Mitchell. 03459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Really got much of a vibe today, so we're just going just gonna to bluster through it and uh, we'll never mention this show ever again. It's simple as that. I don't know what you can't, you can't have. Um, you can't have gold every single day, guys, for crying out loud. That would be uh, outrageous. I tell you what, you can get gold, though, every single day if you pay £79 a year. It's uh, the, 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 bra- the brand new Jeremy Clarkson show. It sa- something sounds completely to cock in my ears. It doesn't sound right, does it? It doesn't sound right. There's something very weird has happened in this studio. Top Gear. Well, I'll, I'll persevere, but it's distorted in my ears, even though it's not peaking. So um, we'll see. Um, Top Gear stars Jeremy Clarkson, James May and Richard Hammond will park clever. Their new car show on the Internet in a three year deal believed to have netted them six million quid each. What? But the £79 fee to watch just one series will come as a bombshell for fans. Well, not really. It's just one of those um, It's one of those subscription services that you've got to pay for. So um, I don't quite understand what the surprise would be. You get, you get free next day delivery as well. Kind of. They keep muffing it up. But if they muff it up, phone up and complain, and you get a free month tagged on to the end of your, uh, your contract. The trio announced a global deal yesterday to make three series of a new 12-part co- car show for Amazon Prime. Oh, here's the bad news. Without mystery test driver The Stig. Bums. 
the annual cost of the video streaming service. Oh, I don't care. Produced by Top Gear veteran. I don't care. This is six months after Chris Evans gets his Top Gear off the grid on BBC Two. Oh, is it just... I mean, it's a bunch of boring old men doing a boring old programme about cars and foreigners. I mean, um, really? Is anybody... Is anybody... They're doing it because not many people use Amazon Prime and they're hoping that people will go, oh, flipping it, the, the, the racist fella and the midget and the, the beer man, they're on, um, they're on Amazon Prime. We should get that. 79 quid, brilliant. Get it. Hey, I cancelled my... My Sky runs out in about um, three weeks. Cancelled it. Phoned up and cancelled it. And everyone said, oh, when you cancel Sky, right, mm. it's going to... And I've read this online and people were telling it, it's going to take hours to cancel it. Hours. Because they do everything they can to keep you. And so I phoned up and said, I, was, I, was, I had a cup of coffee. I was all loose on my belt. I was all ready to go. Because it was comfortable. And I said, uh, I want to cancel my Sky TV but keep the internet. She went, okay, any, any reason? So I don't watch TV anymore. She went, okay. Uh, right, that's cancelled. Anything else? Boom. Just like oh. that. Just like that. So I feel a little bit um, less than that they didn't try and keep yeah. me. Why don't they want my dollar? What's wrong with my dollar? I'll have it. You can't have it. Well, Why? I'm doing it to save money. I'm saving 21 quid a month. That's good. That's all right. Now. What are you going to spend it on? Videos. <laughs> <laughs> You're a plum. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank um, you. Jeremy Clarkson said, well, I feel like I've climbed... Oh, that's Nigel Farage. Well, the same person, isn't it? <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson said, well, I feel like I've climbed out of a biplane and into a spaceship. He changed his Twitter status from unemployed to presenter on Amazon Motoring Show. Clever. Yeah. That's why we like that guy so much, because he's just clever. <laughs> Hammond, uh, Hammond says... Oh, for crying out loud. Do the voice. Hammond says... Amazon? <laughs> oh, yes. I've been there. I got bitten by a bullet ant. James May, 52, joked, well, we've become part... I don't, I've never heard that man speak. All I've seen <laughs> is a picture of him drinking a beer. Does anyone like this rubbish? The thing about Hammond is you can't see him very well. Not because he's tiny, but it's because he's crawled up Clarkson's bum. <laughs> he's just up there. Oh, damn me, what are you doing? I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that too. I nearly died in the car. Don't talk about the car crash. Sorry, I nearly died though. The show does not have a title yet. This is just the most, I mean, <clears throat> uh, Amazon boss, Jay Marine, knows my nickname at school, <laughs> said his customers wanted to see the trio return. He added, we're excited, I can't do his voice, we're excited to make that happen. Our approach is to give program makers creative freedom. <laughs> They're just going to, they're just going to test cars. We can't wait to see what Jeremy, Richard, James and the team will create. Well, there'll be a programme about cars that's a little bit offensive, but just on the right side of it. Um, Amazon outbid Netflix and ITV. I'm, I'm trying to find the interesting part of this story. Oh yeah, here it is. The Top Gear threesome parted company of the BBC after Clarkson was fired for beating up someone. I mean, uh, that's how we, we reward bullies in this industry. Well, look at me. Flying high. Literally. Literally high at the moment. <laughs> Literally so high. He allegedly called his colleague an Irish car. Oh my gosh. On your watch as well, that would have been, Kelly. And told him he'd have him fired. Timon is still employed by the BBC. Clarkson is not. <laughs> hey, I have a question. Hello, my darling. If you say something really dodge and I'm in the toilet, 
Who t- who who's who well, gets in trouble? Well, you should never leave a studio unattended. You know that. But but it would be Danny. Okay. Why me? Because that's where I'll be when that happens. Okay, well off you go. What if you say okay. something, Danny? What if you say something when I kick you? What? Where? In the Gohonis. Oh, that'll be your fault then. Exactly. I saw you there, just standing there. And I thought I was only dreaming, yeah. I kissed you then, and then once again.
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 northbound still closed from junction 14 for Milton Keynes to 15 for Northampton because of an accident earlier, but now there's been a second accident just before it at junction 13 for Bedford. Two lanes are blocked because of an accident between a lorry and a car. In Park Royal on the North Circular Road, it's very busy between Abbey Road and the Hangar Lane Gyratory. And on the train departure boards, the 716 service from Bedford to Sevenoaks has been cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A babysitter from Bedford who sexually assaulted the babies and toddlers he was supposed to be looking after has been jailed for 18 years. David Cameron will chair the government's emergency COBRA meeting this morning to discuss the crisis in Calais and a homeless disabled couple from Luton who can't drive are demanding to know why they've been put up in a hotel at Toddington Services on the M1. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's a noticeably chilly start to the day today. It's not going to feel much like the last day of July as soon as you step outside the door, but uh, soon it will turn into a lovely summer's day, actually. There's lots of sunshine around. The temperature's going to pick up very nicely. And by the time we get to the end of the afternoon, we're back up to where we should be now at this time of year. So we've got some warmer air coming in from the south. And so we're probably looking at highs today of around 21 or 22 degrees Celsius, which is uh, really quite respectable now for this time of year. Lots of sunshine around today. A bit more fair weather cloud here and there this afternoon. Just a light southerly breeze. And any cloud that we do see this afternoon will tend to melt away into the evening. So a lovely Friday evening to come. Overnight tonight, it's going to feel quite cold again, but not as chilly as last night clear skies and all that staying dry of course light winds lows uh, probably just staying into double figures in many of the towns lots of sunshine around tomorrow morning probably turning cloudier for a time tomorrow afternoon but it should stay dry temperatures once more up to around 21 or 22 celsius maybe even 23 depending on cloud amounts really uh, sunday's going to feel even warmer temperatures by then up to the mid to possibly the high 20s we've got some warmer air coming in from the south it will start to feel quite muggy as well probably by the time we get to sunday the warmth, uh, probably the sunshine, lasting until Monday. And from there on in, it looks like it's going to turn quite showery and quite breezy for much of the rest of the week. That's the forecast. BBC Introducing. Are we feeling good? Tomorrow night, BBC Introducing is live from Standon Calling. So, welcome back to the BBC Introducing stage. To celebrate the 10th anniversary of this great event, we've got a BBC Introducing stage at the festival and we'll bring you all the highlights and live performances from across the weekend. All right, check it out. We're going to try something now. This is a kind of new song. Break this blow and let my bodies become... Listen to BBC Introducing at Standing Calling. We have a whole weekend full of fun. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you to the BBC Introducing team. Standing Calling, tomorrow night from 8 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Jeez, big up yourself, Patrick. Morning, Ian. Good morning, Patrick. How how's it um, how's it hanging? Um, um, yes. Thank you very much for when, asking. When people ask that question, are they talking about your what's it? I don't know, but I always just say very well, thank you because yeah. I don't quite understand what it means. I'm glad I'm glad you don't because it's one of those things I don't quite understand what it means. I think that when they say how's it, I think they mean you what's it, but. I, I, it's one of those unwritten things that no one ever discusses it. We, we're all supposed to just know it. 
well, this is it. I'm 48 years old, and if I ask now, it make a mockery of all the times I've said, fine, thank you, over. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, it's, I think it's just better left unsaid. Then, then let's leave it unsaid. What have you got for us, Pat? Well, I, not a lot, actually. It was just a question. I wanted to know how it went yesterday on pointless for you, but apparently you, you left people to respond, but I didn't hear you. I, I, it was me and Keith Chegwin, and we yeah. won... But we didn't win the prize money. We got to the last round. We got to... All right, here we go. This is the question in the last round, OK? Keith Chegwin didn't want to choose soap operas, so we chose diamonds. Flipping heck. Nice one, Keith. Here's the question. We had 60 seconds, OK? Um, yeah. A top 40 British single that's got the word diamond in it. Diamonds are forever. Well, we weren't, now, we weren't allowed that one... Because there, there were three questions, and one of them was also name, uh, members of the cast of Diamonds Are Forever. So they said you can't have Diamonds Are Forever. So we had those questions, and you had to right. get a pointless answer. So an answer that nobody else had said. That sounds a little bit difficult. It did sound really blooming difficult. Really difficult. And we didn't get any. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Uh, what was the... Um... What was the, uh, the racist issue? Well, it wasn't massively racist, but it was a little bit racist. There was a picture came up, and you had to guess what the band was, right? A couple of Indian-looking girls in an ethnic shop. I said corner shop. Right. It wasn't. It was the Spice Girls. Easy mistake, I'm assuming. Well, uh, easy mistake, I'm hoping that Mr and Mrs Average Britain assumes when they're watching it, or some numpty from a local newspaper who's got it in for me. It was a lot of fun. I tell you what, though, Pat, it not, it, it's terrifying. It's so tense when you're not sure about an answer and you're waiting for that clock to go down. It's horrible. Oh, well, it sounds like you had good fun anyway. We, Pat, Patrick, we had a lot of fun, thank you. And uh, um, Keith Chegwin is an absolute uh, uh, a delight. Uh, an absolute borderline sexual delight. 03459 455555 is the phone number. Oh, hang on a second, hang on, let's go back a little bit. There, sweet. Once in a while, I've got a story.
again every once in a while. Will it go around and suck How much would you pay to see um, 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 Jeremy Clarkson? How much would you pay to see him? You alright, Dini? What are you doing? What have you got for us? I'm coming to uh, take my instructions uh, for the streets. Okay, you put, put, put the bag on the floor, don't okay. worry about that. Alright, sir. Clarkson and uh, et al. I nearly said a very rude word there, implying the. Um, um, how's it hanging, by the way? It's hanging very, very well indeed. Does it mean actually. that? I think it does. Okay. okay. Somebody said to me uh, in Hemel about six months ago, wow. nice package. Okay. They were talking about your interview uh, well, I, well, with I a homeless woman. Yes, yes. Well done on Radio 2 yesterday. Thank you. Um, 79 quid to watch the new series of uh, it, It's Not Top Gear with yes. Clarkson. Yes. I wouldn't pay 79 pence. I mean, I, I like Clarkson. I think he's brilliant. I don't like him. Mm, absolutely. But I think he's brilliant. his best, yep. uh, best broadcast. I, I, I find him annoying and irritating, but then, you know, that doesn't mean he's no good. Genius. But I wouldn't pay 79 pounds to see him. Well, I think, you know, this story, anybody who moans about the licence fee yeah. of 145 pounds oh, a year. Oh, here we go. He's yep. turned it no, round to no, us. Absolutely. I like it. I like All it. about us, of course. Um, how can you moan about the licence fee for 145 quid when this will cost you 79 pounds? Anybody and who's buying that has got no right to moan I about have the license the, fee. I have this. Uh, I have this package, the Amazon Prime package, yeah, yeah. and um, I'll be honest. There's a lot of our rubbish on there, yeah. and you're tied in for a year. You're tied in for a year, and is that? And they take the, you, you go because uh, uh, I analysed this for ages, and like, you, you, they've got all the good stuff. Then you sign up, and they take all the good stuff off. So for seventy nine quid, yep. as we currently stand, next day delivery. Okay, you're getting nothing. Worth watching. We're getting some kids. We're getting, we're getting, I tell you, we're getting the, the cartoon series of the Penguins of Madagascar. Oh, right. Which so. is, is a good... Yeah, it's a okay. good it's so, a good so not a lot for 79 quid. No, no, no. So I'll take this to the streets. How much would you be prepared to, to pay yeah. to watch Clarkson? That's 79 quid? I mean, you've got to be a hardcore fan for that, haven't you, surely? It sounds like a good one, Justin. Can you take it out I will do. Thank you and your record moment. player. I'm getting... I'm yeah. riding the vinyl. Woo. Here we go. Thank you.
03459 It don't matter really at all, does it? Right, let's get the Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 is still closed northbound between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton after an accident in the early hours of this morning. There's no access to the Newport Pagnor services, but there is a diversion by the A509 into Milton Keynes and then the A5 North to Old Stratford and Road. But on the speed sensors, it's looking very slow at the moment. On the A1 southbound, there are queues because two lanes have been shut between Junction 13 for Bed- at Junction 13 for Bedford because of an accident involving two lorries and a car. So that's starting to cause queues south as well and on the m25 it's busy anti-clockwise between junction 17 for maple cross and 16 for the m40 on the train departure boards the 716 service from bedford to seven oaks has been cancelled samantha breath bbc three counties radio thank you sammy how much would you pay to watch jeremy clarkson i mean the man's a genius there's no denying that but 79 pounds to watch his new television show seems um Well, it it seems a little bit excessive in my book. I don't know if I'd quite go that far with that. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Bedford babysitter jailed for abusing children in his care. Cameron to chair Cobra meeting on Calais. And Hertfordshire Bowler sets up Ashes Test Victory. BBC Three Counties Radio. A babysitter from Bedford who sexually assaulted the babies and toddlers he was supposed to be looking after has been jailed for 18 years. Luton Crown Court heard 21-year-old Clint Gilbert was looked on as a trusted friend by the children's parents. More from Tony Fisher. Gilbert committed offences on seven children, ranging from babies to five-year-olds. Some of them he abused while they slept. One of his victims was a three-month-old baby girl who he took pictures of as he assaulted her. In sentencing, the judge told him his behaviour had been depraved and that what he had done amounted to a gross breach of trust. A meeting of the government's emergency COBRA committee will be chaired by David Cameron this morning as he and his ministers try to find ways to deal with the effects of the migrant crisis in Calais. More from Ross Hawkins. One of ministers' top priorities will be considering how some 6,000 lorries stacked on the M20 could be moved onto other sites. The Ministry of Defence is examining whether its land could be released, although sources dismiss reports that service personnel were poised to play any significant role. The use of other locations, including the disused Manston Airport in Kent, has also been discussed. Politicians and officials alike know they must both act and be seen to be taking control. The M1 is closed northbound at Junction 14 for Milton Keynes, having been closed for several hours following an accident involving two vehicles. The motorway has been shut between Junction 14 and 15 for Northampton since just before one o'clock this morning. Diversions are in place through Milton Keynes to the A5. The highways agency say the motorway should reopen at 8. 
A homeless disabled couple from Luton who can't drive are demanding to know why they've been put up in a hotel at Toddington Services on the M1. 23-year-old Janet Paddison, her partner and their three-year-old daughter have been in the hotel since Tuesday after being evicted from private rented accommodation. Luton Borough Council blame a shortage of both permanent and temporary housing but Janet says she had alerted them. I just don't understand why they've had to let it get to this point knowing fully aware for over a year of my circumstances being updated on my behalf I have told them so they have been always fully aware of of my circumstances. Residents living next door to a home for at-risk children in Aylesbury say they want it shut down. A public meeting took place last night to discuss the problems at the home run by Benjamin UK, who say the community has to work together to help the children. Resident Joe Perkins says they've had to put up with nine years. On a daily basis we have to put up with the children shouting, banging, swearing, um, creating mayhem outside the front and the rear of my property. So yeah, it's a daily problem for us. In sport, Watford bowler Stephen Finn has put England within touching distance of victory in the third Ashes test. Finn is there now and he bowls to him and it's shortened. Uh, well, it's pulled and it's a top edge and it's caught. Finn's done it again. He's got his fifth wicket. And Australia will resume this morning on 168 for seven in their second innings. That's a lead of just 23. The weather dry and sunny, feeling warmer. A maximum temperature today, 22 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. How much would you pay to see Jeremy Clarkson? And the other two, I mean, Clarkson, I do think is a genius. I don't like the act, I don't buy into the act, it does nothing for me, but he's a genius, right? But the other two, I mean, what, Hammond is uh, lucky, and the other one drinks beer. That's all I, that's all I really... And, I, and, you know, yes, Hammond almost died in a, in a car crash, but I think he's, I think he's milked that now, hasn't he? Hasn't he milked it? 03459 455 555. Loads of you coming in with songs as well that have got the word diamond in. Thanks, guys. Where were you at half past five yesterday? Darren says diamonds in the soles of his shoes or diamonds and pearls. Oh, right, yeah, nice. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. If you want to take part in the show this morning, 03459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. All right, this is a... You may want to, um, if you have got young ears listening, you might want to, um, I don't know, put the telly on or go and get them to... You may not want them to listen to this, because it's a particularly unpleasant story. We're going to tiptoe around to the finer points of it, but it's, uh, it's, it's thoroughly unpleasant. A babysitter from Bedford who sexually assaulted the babies and toddlers that he was supposed to be looking after has been jailed for 18 years. Luton Crown Court heard that 21-year-old Clint Gilbert was looked on as a trusted friend by the children's parents. But he, he betrayed their trust by um, well, doing some pretty horrific things. Gabrielle Shaw, <clears throat> excuse me, is chief executive at NAPAC, the National Association for People Abused in Childhood. It seems odd to, to say that one abuse story is worse than another. And I know it's not really the case, but this does sound on the face of it, Gabrielle, particularly unpleasant, doesn't it? It absolutely does. Um, there's se- uh, several aspects to this. Um, and you mentioned earlier the trust that Clint Gilbert betrayed. Um, he'd known these families for a long time, evidently, um, and, and in some cases they'd known him all, all his life. 
and he they welcomed him into their families and he abused their children. The other aspect too is the sharing of images. He took photos of the abuse um, that he was perpetrating and shared them online and nationally and internationally. So abuse in all senses, just dreadful. And that's the thing, isn't it? Because um, it's not like just some stranger that they invited in. It's not that they found a random babysitter online or something. It was someone that they thought was was a family friend. And um, that's what makes this particularly terrifying for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this, um, this, show, uh, this, this shows the grooming side of things, um, that he betrayed their trust. And so you, I think as parents, you'd, you'd feel, well, who can I trust? If this is a, a trusted family friend who I, who I leave my children with, what, what, you start to look at, at everyone. You know, are they going to, going to hurt my children? But I think it's um, really important that the parents, in this case, and parents who may be in similar situations, don't blame themselves. I mean, this is something they, they couldn't have known about. Um, unfortunately, abusers don't wear badges. Um, <laughs> it's easy to say, isn't it, don't blame yourselves. And of course they shouldn't blame themselves. But um, any parent whose child is um, hurt in a Inadvertently, is going to think, oh, what if I'd done this? What if I hadn't have done that? And that they are going to blame themselves. How, how do they get around that? Yeah, and there's, um, the, the range of emotion will vary, vary from person to person. But there'll be, uh, there'll be shock, there'll be guilt, um, all of those emotions. But the important thing is how they move on and be there for the children now and into the future. Um, and there are, there are resources out there. There are um, organisations that have you know, guides to how to deal with this. But um, the important thing is to help, because otherwise, if this, if this defines the child and defines the child in the family's life, that can mm. be really difficult. So it's important that they have to they, they get the help that they need as, as parents to deal with it, and then they can be there for their children. Um, there's, I thought I knew the answer to this question that I was about to ask you. Then I realised that, that, that there is more to it. It makes it a bit more difficult. Some of these kids are asleep. Some of these yeah. kids are as young as three months old. So they are at least on a conscious level unaware mm-hmm. of what happened. And I guess there is an argument as to, well, the discussion to be had is, do you tell that child? Now, my initial reaction was, well, if they were three months old, if they were asleep, then no, of course you don't have to. But you reminded me that pictures were taken and that their yeah. images are out there. Yep, and those images, um, as, as we know, they, they once they're out there, they're out there forever. Yep. Um, they're shared, there are networks, um, pedophiles and defenders who will share them. Um, and so, I mean, as, you, you have to do, I think, as a family, what's, what's right for you, but mm. um, it just... It just—I don't know if, if keeping this a secret could could actually could actually work. I think there's more constructive ways of of, of dealing of dealing with it in a, in a kind of a phased, age-appropriate way. But um, yeah, those, that's the other the dreadful part of this is that the images—that's that's your image out there forever. What help would there be um, for the parents in in coping mm. with this and and learning how to um, discuss this with their kids? Yeah, there's some several good organisations out there. Um, the NSPCC um, has really good resources on um, and guides for parents on moving forward after abuse. Um, talking to um, local local service, local authorities is another way forward. Um, and also SEOP uh, and um, the Child Exploitation Online Protection Centre have a Think You Know page. So really good websites and good information out there. Um, so there, there is stuff you can, um, information you can gain and I would urge all, all the parents and families to, to read up on that and to help guide them. Uh, and one important thing, I, I know that some other radio shows and other radio stations will be making a huge sensationalist thing of this and it was a friend of the family and it was a babysitter, yeah. but, but, but... It, um, it, it does happen. It happens too much. But you know, we're not saying don't trust babysitters. Don't trust your friends. You know, it's 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 not happening. 
I don't want to downplay it now. <laughs> I'm trying to choose no. my words carefully. <laughs> not every babysitter and every friend of the family is going to be a pervert or a paedophile. No, no, they're not. No, they're not. And um, I think the important thing is that, that parents trust their instincts. Yeah. Um, that's that, that's a really important thing. And you can go too far the other way, can't you? Yeah. And just and, and and never let your children out of your sight. But yeah, to trust trust your instincts and um, even and and just be be aware. Be aware is the important thing. That's an excellent way of putting it, Gabrielle. Thank you very much indeed, Gabrielle Shaw, Chief Executive at NAPAC. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. You can send me a text. Uh, eight one three double three. Start your text three CR. <laughs> This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. So I don't like the tills in Tesco where you have to go and do it yourself. They're a little bit, um, um, well, I like, there was a weird thing that they've got these at the post office now and I don't like going to the, would you like to, um, sir, would you like to leave the queue and I can, you can go and, no, it'll be quicker if you, it's not all about speed. It's not all about speed. It'll be quicker, sir, if you just want to weigh your pass. I don't want to do it. I want to go and talk to that lady. I want the lady to do it. A, I want to keep her in a job, and B, I, I don't want to. I don't want to because you go to the machine to do your parcels in the post office, and you've got to put it. You've got to try and slip it through a slot, and then you've got to weigh it, and then you've got to type in the. No, 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 no. You got the lady. The, the lady can do it. I get the lady to do it. But sir, it's quick. That's quicker. That's slower, but it's quicker. If you see what I mean. So um, I always, I always try and go to the till, but I don't have a problem with the. The, the voice of the tills in Tesco's. They're replacing the voices of the tills in Tesco's. Now, it says here in uh, Britain's uh, Daily Mail, one of the most racist of newspapers, the shouty woman's voice at Tesco's self-service tills has been dropped in favour of a man with calmer tones and phrases. Well, I didn't think she was shouty. Um... I didn't think she was shouty. I thought she was a little bit curt, but, you know, you're in Tesco's. Move on. Move on. The move follows complaints from shoppers that the woman's voice and heavy-handed warnings about unexpected item in the bagging area were irritating. Well, that phrase is being dropped, along with other nagging warnings, such as, please take your items. Well, it's not nagging or warning. It's just saying, take your items. Who has anyone actually complained about this? Has anyone gone to a Tesco's manager and said that woman is going to give her right? Uh, the f- oh, and this isn't more annoying. The phrase is being dropped along with other nagging warnings. Please take your item. In their place will be a friendlier. Get this. Thank you for shopping at Tesco. My robot voice. Thank you for shopping at Tesco. Have some of that. Tesco and other stores have installed thousands of self-service tills, allowing them to free staff for other tasks. To free staff from other tasks? Yeah, to free them from their paid employment. That's what it's for. So they ain't got to pay so many people, Colin. Hello, mate. A study by no, Morris... I, 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 I use the automatic checkouts well, quite what, a lot. Why do you do that? You're, getting, you're putting uh, young people out of work. Uh, no, I, I, if I'm doing a big shop. You know, I do, but... but, uh... that, but well, OK, here's, here's my pledge. I'm making a pledge, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever I am going to use... I am going to shun the automatic checkout in favour of a checkout with a person on it whenever I can be bothered, all right? And I'm saying right. that as a pledge on the radio. Right, Keeping it real. OK. OK? Whenever so I, I can be bothered. Asda, yes. Oh, I don't shop in Asda. Oh, 
uh, other shops are available. They certainly are. Now, Colin, um, we had we had the great pleasure, Colin, of um, saying goodbye to you the other day. Um, well, that and what that means is we got to meet you the other day. Yes, you did. You're even but, shorter than you uh, sound. But I'm not as short as Kelly. I would say you were a little bit shorter. You've got smoother hands than Kelly. You've got beautiful, beautiful ladies' hands. No, I haven't. You have. Beautiful lady. Very soft. You've never done a day's work in your life, have you? You've, ne- you've never um, picked up a shovel or... or, or uh, neither have I, by the way. <laughs> neither have I, Believe by the way. Me, I have. <laughs> uh, Believe it was... me, I have. But, no, what I wanted to uh, talk to you about... I'm not following you on Twitter, by the way. No, why not? Because I don't follow anybody. I follow 51 people on Twitter, and I'm going to get rid of some of those slackers. And Dealey's not going to follow you on Twitter until you um, uh, send him a big picture of a fossil. Yeah, I've been rather busy. so Making love. I haven't been able to uh, reply to him, but I, tell you I what, will at the weekend. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to we'll get right. What is your Twitter name? Um, Colin Huller, I think. Uh, Colin what? Colin Huller. Hull. Huller, H-U-L-L-E-R. I, okay, what was it? Let's, just, let's, have, let's have a look. Colin. Oh, there we go. Yeah, right. At the moment, you have got... Oh, no. You've got 48 followers. Let's oh, I've, got a new, I've got a new one that I hadn't noticed. It might be a porn bot. Let's oh, see. A porn bot. What's a porn bot not? Not a real bot bot. Oh, right. Let's see. Um, At Colin Huller. I want to know who Adrian is. Let's see if by the end of the show we can get you up to... You're on 48 now. Let's see if we can get you up to 50. I was up to 50 and then I lost a couple. Well, you're quite boring. Let's see Yeah, I don't tweet a lot. No, no. People want... Um, I um, do Fossil Friday. Hashtag Fossil Friday. Hashtag Fossil Friday. Mm-hmm. What's, um... Stay there, I'll be right back. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, it's still closed between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton after an after accident investigation work that's happening there. There's a diversion via the A509 into Milton Keynes, then on the A5 north to Old Stratford and past Road, but it's looking really busy on the speed sensors. Also on the M1 southbound, two lanes have been closed between Junction 13 for, for Bedford towards Milton Keynes south. That's because of an accident. It's starting to cause three-mile queues. On the M25, it's slow anti-clockwise at Junction 17 for Maple Cross. And in Park Royal on the North Circular Road, there are queues between Abbey Road and the Hangar Lane Gyratory. Looking at the th- train departure boards, the 722 service from Luton to Brighton has been cancelled. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Uh, where are we? 7.16, it's Friday the 31st of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A babysitter from Bedford who sexually assaulted the babies and toddlers that he was supposed to be looking after has been jailed for 18 years. The M1 is closed northbound at Junction 14 for Milton Keynes following a serious accident in the early hours of this morning involving a lorry and a van. And David Cameron is to chair a meeting of the government's emergency committee. Cobra, assemble! Treasure Quest on BBC Three Counties Radio. I don't want this show to be censored. You've got a clean house. 
No. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, feel free to text in whatever you want to me. Hello. <coughs> Sorry. Gavier. <laughs> <laughs> you were right for all this. Gosh, I thought we were going to have our first live death. Saturday mornings from nine. I'm going to help the female section of the quiz, the quiz this morning. All Liz will do is just not let you have... Part two. In a new feature, let's find out. Ernie, how are you in your big rubbery face? It's a cross between Jack Parr, uh, Pat, uh, hang on. <laughs> Treasure Quest, every Saturday morning from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm looking at, um, uh, at Colin Huller's Twitter feed. Um, uh, okay, can I read out some of your tweets? Oh, I don't see why not. Okay, this is from May the 13th. Okay, just went to cut something with a hashtag Stanley knife and thought taking too many strokes to cut. Um, Left the safety guard on, hashtag senior moment. Yeah. Just shows you how dumb I am. September the 4th. Overwhelming urge to tweet. Tweet, 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 tweet. Who put that bid seed in my cereal this morning? I know. Terrible, isn't it? And here's one from May the 29th. It's hashtag Fossil Friday. Hey, mate, you've just got up to 56 followers. Have I really? You've got up to 58 followers. You've got 10 more followers in the space of a minute, and one of them's our very own Scott Balcony. Hashtag Fossil Ooh. Friday. No, can't be Friday again, can it? Ophthalmosaur Verts from Bedfordshire, UK. Larger one is 114 millimetres across. That's a big vertebra. If you send a picture to Justin Dealey... Oh, <laughs> Scott, please. <laughs> Have you seen Indiana Jones? No. OK, well, Scott's saying you look like one of the, um, the main character, one of the bad guys, one of the Nazis in Indiana Jones. And he's right, actually. You do a little bit. Oh, do I? Okay, fair enough. Fair enough, Colin. Uh, 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 Colin Holler, we'll, we we will check throughout the show and keep getting an update on your your followership. How does that sound? That sounds. Let's nice. see. You're Thank up to you fifty nine, Colin. You're up to fifty nine. Whoa! Next target's a hundred. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna follow him. I don't like really following people. But if you want to at Colin Huller, let's see if we can get him up to a hundred um, by the end of the show. Brendan's on the line. Morning, Brendan. Hi, Ian. How are you doing today? I'm I'm very very well, Brendan. What would you like to say, madam? I sometimes use the quick pays, the Tesco's, Morrison's, etc. Yeah. But because I have a sight problem, as you, as you probably haven't seen, heard, or known before, can I, I say something? Can I yeah. say something? Right, and some people might be offended by this. Kelly, you should just be starting to write your email of resignation. I'm going to say something, Brendan, and I hope you take it in the spirit it's intended. Yeah. You sound blind. No, I don't. No, you don't. I've actually got short sight. Okay, you sound as though you have sight problems. Yes, because my my both eyes have got genital cataracts. Have you heard of that term? They've got what? Genital cataracts. Yeah. Genital cataracts. That was from my mother's side of the family. Gosh, that sounds. And there's nothing that can be done about your genital cataracts. 
basically, no. Flipping it. But you've got... So you've when, got... I'm, when I'm at Tesco's, Sainsbury's, etc., yeah. Yeah. I have to... If I'm in a quick... If I'm in a... If I have to get for a bus quickly, yes. I will often use the quick payers. But why? If not, I use the normal tills. Yeah. I, I will, I, from now on, if I can be bothered, I'm going to use the normal tills. Yeah. The quick, I, the quick payers, I, I don't, certainly don't... OK, as a fellow whose eyes don't work as well as perhaps you'd like them to because of the, uh, the genital cataracts, do you find the voice of the woman aggressive? Not really. No. I find sometimes it helps because you can see... Well, it actually shows up on the system what you need to do. Yeah, exactly. So some people don't understand what the machine's talking, telling you to do, and some people do. I think some they should have. Some people think it's somebody getting aggressive. Some people say, "No, I've seen people use them before." Do you know what I mean, though? That some people have got problems with their eyesight. They've got a, there's something about their voice. Yeah. Do, do you know there. what I mean? Who's that? Go on. It's just one of our carers. Oh, okay. She's right. Yeah. Oh, okay. She was oh. just she's waiting to do a hair wash with me. But oh, oh. <laughs> oh well, well, then um, uh, we'll let her go and do her hair. It's it's nice to talk to you, Brendan. We'll speak again soon, mate. Have a good weekend. You be careful then. I'm going to do my best, but I, it never seems to work for me these days. Thank you, Brendan. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. I say that with love and respect. There is something about his voice that made me. Do you know? And I'm treading carefully. Um, but do you know what I mean, Kels? No. People with sight problems have a, a voice about them. Maybe I'm just hypersensitive. Maybe I'm picking up those love and good vibrations that Brian Wilson sang so sweetly about. <laughs> Maybe I just am picking up those vibrations. Maybe. Genital cataracts, eh? Mm. Gosh, that's got a smart, hasn't it? This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Okay, that's, thank you, Brendan. Here we go. A homeless disabled couple from Luton who can't drive are demanding to know why they've been put up in a travelodge at Toddington Services. 23-year-old Janet Patterson, her partner Reese, and their three-year-old daughter have been in the Motorway Services Hotel since Tuesday. Well, Janet joins me now. Morning, Janet. Morning, Ian. So how come you've ended up here? What happened? Um, well, last March in 2014, my lady gave me notice to vacate my property as she wanted to sell. Um, I suffer from um, fibromyalgia, um, and I've had symptoms for over 10 years. Now, what is that? What does that mean? Um, it's a very complicated um, condition, and it affects your whole body, a whole body, sorry, and your um, mental illness, uh, mental health as well. Okay. Um, so I suffer from chronic widespread pain across my lower back and oh, both of my legs. Yeah. Um, to the point where sometimes I'm bed bound. Oh blimey! Okay. Yeah. So um, she gave you a year's notice. That's that's, that's pretty good going. Yeah. Um, since she gave me that notice, um, I straight away informed the council of this. The only advice or the only option they gave was to uh, stay in the property and look for somewhere private until she decided to take me through the court proceedings for eviction. Oh, oh, that well, that's that's nice of them on you and on her. I know that's yeah. the advice they tend to give these days, but not. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's what I did. Um, I did try and find as many properties as I could. Um, I was working at the time. Uh, due to my health deteriorating quite rapidly, um, I got actually laid off of work in September 2014 because of my health. Um, that has then put my housing situation in a much worse situation because 
of the housing benefit is very hard to find a landlord that accepts that. Yeah, of course. I also have an assistant dog who I've had since he was a puppy for seven years um, trying to find a landlord privately that's going to accept one housing benefit and then two uh, the dog on medical grounds is very, very difficult. You got the um, double whammy of uh, people putting have, the phone yeah. down on you. A dog in housing mm-hmm. benefits, you say? Not no. The, I'm afraid it's gone. <laughs> yeah, very much so. So how um, did you end up? How did you end up then in um, well in a, a hotel and a service station? That's the, down to the council. They initially tried putting us into a bed and breakfast on the Dunstable Road. Um, that was near enough, like a hostel. They only offered us one small double room with one double bed for all three of us. Um, when we rang the Out of Hours Emergency Council number, which I didn't even know about until the manager of the bed and breakfast told me, um, I don't know who it was I spoke to from the council, um, but the bed and breakfast then tried offering us a single room for my partner although fully aware of we have to stay together for our medical needs, especially when I haven't got my assistant's dog with me, as yeah. he's been put in kennels without mm. choice, basically. Yeah. Um, they then said that that room was now not available um, and the only option was to have a mattress on the floor. Me and my partner, for our medical conditions, are unable to sleep on a mattress on the floor, not even a sofa. We have to have a bed to be able yeah. to sleep and I can't right. get up from the floor. Right. Um, I'm not going to allow my four-year-old daughter to sleep on a mattress on the floor either. That's just completely unacceptable. The fact was, regardless of the mattress, there was no room for even a single mattress to be on the floor in that room. Right. And if they had done, it would have caused the fire hazard blocking the door. Neither myself or my partner can lift a mattress because of our medical conditions and there's no way a four-year-old child is going to lift a mattress. The lady on the phone from that emergency out-of-hours number was basically trying to force the um, staff member of the bed and breakfast to put the mattress down. Okay. Although she was fully aware of everything. Let's just jump ahead a bit then, cause just because mm-hmm. of time constraints, Janet. How did you end up in the services? Um, because we said that the bed and breakfast was unacceptable, they've then moved us up here. We have no transport. They're fully aware of no washing or cooking facilities. Um, and they're fully aware of um, the very limited um, food that is available at the services. And, and also it's well expensive. For anything at the services is, is about 25% more than anywhere yeah. else. It's really expensive. It is, yeah, it's £2.49 for a bottle of Coke. Flipping heck. And you can't drive, none of you can drive, so you no, can't go anywhere. No, we can't at all. Um, last night, we actually had to basically skip dinner because our side of the services, which is southbound, were completely out of everything on their cooked main meal. My partner had to put himself in pain by walking across to the other side to bring back a cooked meal, and that wasn't even cooked. I had fish and chips. The fish was basically burnt on the outside, the batter, and underneath, I got, I got about halfway through, and the batter was raw. I had raw batter underneath. Oh, no. Listen, we're going to be speaking to um, uh, someone from Luton Borough Council later on. Uh, what would yeah. your message be to them? Um, I just think that when someone is in this situation, that rather than what's easiest for them and what's available to them, they need to be looking at suitability, not availability. All right, Janet. How's, how's your? Um, it's a little girl you've got, isn't it? Yeah. How's, how's she doing? Is she all right? Yeah, she's 
Uh, yeah, she's she's finding it quite hard to settle at night time, but that's completely understandable considering her routine is completely out of um, not routine now. So yeah, all right. Well, listen, you look after. Her. Keep listening, and we'll see what the councillor has to say. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 northbound is still closed from junction 14 for Milton Keynes to 15 for Northampton. It's causing delays from junction 13 for Bedford now northbound because of an accident that happened in the early hours of this morning. The diversion is also looking really busy too, so the A5 northbound is slow approaching Toaster Road and also the A509 is really busy in both directions between the M1 at junction 14 for Milton Keynes and the Northfield roundabouts. On the M1 southbound, there's been a separate accident involving two lorries and a car, so two lanes have been closed at junction 13 for Bedford with delays back from junction 14 for Milton Keynes and the M25 has been partially blocked anti-clockwise because of an accident just after junction 22 for St Albans. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A babysitter from Bedford who sexually assaulted the babies and toddlers he was supposed to be looking after has been jailed for 18 years. The M1 is closed northbound at Junction 14 for Milton Keynes following a serious accident in the early hours of this morning involving a lorry and a van. And David Cameron is to chair a meeting of the government's emergency committee COBRA this morning to discuss the crisis at Calais. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Harvard bowler Stephen Finn has put England within touching distance of victory in the third Ashes Test. Australia will resume this morning on 168 for seven in their second innings. That's a lead of just 23, with Watford's Finn taking five wickets so far. Here's Jonathan Agnew. Australia might have avoided their first two-day defeat since 1890, but surely they'll go 2-1 down in the series this morning. The only blot on England's landscape, and it's a considerable blot, is a side injury to Anderson, which forced him from the field and jeopardised his place for Trent Bridge. We'll learn more today, but anything more than a slight strain would render his chances of playing next week remote. The batting of both teams, with the odd notable exception, has been well below test standard throughout the game, with Australia looking hapless against the swinging ball. Clark failed again. He's now scored 94 runs at an average of 18 in the series, while Finn, who's taken seven wickets so far in the game, dismissed him and Steve Smith in both innings. Milton Keynes-Dons have signed experienced centre-half Matthew Upson, the 36-year-old former England international who started his career at Luton before a million-pound move to Arsenal in 1997, was at Leicester last season and has signed a one-year deal at Stadium MK. Meanwhile, a Dons reserve side lost 1-0 at Brackley last night. Watford complete their pre-season matches tonight ahead of the Premier League campaign. The Hornets host Spanish side Sevilla at Vicarage Road. In tomorrow's friendlies, MK Dons travel to Rochdale. Luton host Walsall. Steve Ninja at home to a Tottenham 11 and Wickham travel to Aldershot. South Korea's Kim Hyo-ju shot a 7 under par 65 to take a one-stroke lead after the first round of the Women's British Open at Turnbury. Woburn's Charlie Hull shot a 1 over 73, leaving her eight shots off the pace. And Milton Keynes Olympic champion Greg Rutherford warmed up for the World Championships in Beijing by winning the long jump at the Stockholm Diamond League meeting last night. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin at 8. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Just uh, tweeted at 
Colin Huller, H-U-L-L-E-R. If you want to um, join me, we tweeted a photograph of him. Apparently that photograph was made by Paul Scoynes, a very own Paul Scoynes. Uh, if you want to know who he looks like. Um, oh, uh, he's how many followers is Colin up to now? Let's get the latest from the Colin account. Kelly Betts, how many followers is Colin up to now? Last I checked... It was 67. So uh, it's now 68. That's 20 up from where he was yes, yes. 20 minutes ago. Yes. Um, we've got a nice text here in regards to that last story. I don't want to sound harsh, but <laughs> <laughs> Janet and her partner have a choice. If they don't like the free accommodation the council gave them, the streets seems really ungrateful when you're being given something for free. Well, Trev, um, well, it's not free because, you know, we, we, she's paid tax and stuff like that. So she, she's contributed towards it. And um, uh, we have a fantastic system in this country where if people are vulnerable and uh, need a little helping hand, we uh, happily and willingly reach out and give them a little uh, helping hand. Um, and a service station, really? Really? Come on, Trev. Even you can't think that a service station is acceptable extended place to, to live. First of all, the the, the cost the they can't drive, so they can't just nip down the M1 and go to go somewhere else. So they're stuck there. Uh, and the I never buy food in a service station unless I'm feeling really really lightheaded and flush. Maybe I've won a, I've been up all night, so I'm tired. But I've got I've been up all night because I've won a poker game, so I've got money in my pocket. Then I might go to to have a Mackie D's in a service station. But otherwise, I wouldn't really I couldn't do it. And come on, mate, service station for anyone, but let alone a family with a three year old kid. Um, you're right, David. Uh, good morning, boss. Oh, here we go. Look, why give these sponges airtime? FFS. Now, I think that means Franz Ferdinand Sparks. I think. Are you talking uh, about me? Get rid of the dog and kick them out on the streets. God, when did everyone become so heartless? Um, um, and someone says, I'm still laughing about the gentleman who had genital cataracts. Well, I wouldn't be laughing about that. Might be worth advice. Um, okay, right, yeah. Okay, genital cataracts. All right. Daily? Hello, boss. Wait, what's, what, 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 what? Got some Clarkson audio coming oh, up for you. Buddy, 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 yeah. buddy. Bing, bing. <laughs> you, you, uh, Colin Holler. Yes, Colin, by the way, yeah. who, who we met earlier this week. I'm very disappointed because I'm still yet to receive a picture of his favourite fossil. Okay, well, I sent that tweet, what, two days ago? He's up to 73 followers. Well, that's well. I don't really care because I haven't got the picture of his favourite fossil. I think he's going to do it today. He's also put on a really rude joke that I can't I can't even read out oh, about about a rude sounding dinosaur. So uh, <laughs> some classic bands. Yeah, right, Jeremy Clarkson. Yep. They've, I, I don't like. I do. I agree. I think he's a genius. I yep. think he's a genius. The fact he gets you know even when he's not working he gets all of the. the... Who's that? Is that? Who's that? Is that Dave? Good morning, boss. I, I thought we'd done you. What? Well, you just said my name, and that was it, is it? Right, stay there. I want to look. We've got a young lad working with us there. I want to look you in the eyes. Don't worry, no names, no pack drill. Dave, yeah. is it true that you once jumped out of a cab when you were driving it to urinate and you fell down a manhole? No. That's answered that question, hasn't it? Any more? Hello? <laughs> okay. Hello? So it's, it's untrue? Uh, maybe. Hello, Justin. You there, mate? Yeah, I'm here, Dave Lucent. Yep. Okay. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Nice to know. Yeah, yeah, we're here, Dave. Are you okay? No, I rang up. You know this couple you met um, at this hotel 
on the motorway. Yes. They registered. They'd be disabled, wouldn't they? Well. I can only tell you what I saw yesterday. And for anybody who's texting the programme saying it's their choice, it's not their choice. And they both have conditions. The dog has been taken away from them. Uh, They're in a cramped hotel room at the side of a motorway. They have no transport. I walked out of there yesterday feeling very, very guilty. That's just my personal view. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, but they they would be registered as disabled. Mm Mm-hmm. But discrimination against disabled people is a serious criminal offence. So why why haven't they gone to um, lawyers that deal with discrimination against disabled people? Good point. Well made, Dave. <laughs> I tell you what that is, mate. That is a really boring point. But don't worry. It's not. No, don't worry. I can save you future embarrassment. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to play a game? No, not okay. really. Not with you. Come on. I want to play a game. No, what? what? Now, okay. Just ask me. Rock, scissors and paper. Who? Rock, scissors and paper. What's rock, scissors? <laughs> <laughs> no, hang on, Justin, Justin, you you can't yeah. laugh, Justin. Yeah, but I don't call it rock, scissors. No, you're right, you, you don't laugh. No, but you say this. Tough, mate. Oh, no, hang on, that what is the... What are you saying there? There we go. Tough, mate. Tough, mate. But there's no... T- it doesn't have any even hint of a T in okay. that, mate. Uff, mate. Now, so come on. Right. Uff, mate. Rock, scissors and paper. No, I don't know that game. Hashtag Fossil Friday. It's... <laughs> Do you know how to play it? No. Right. Rock beats scissors. Scissors beats paper. Paper beats rock, OK? Yeah. So at the count of three, we'd do it, OK? Right. One, one, two, three. Right. Paper. Paper, I've got scissors. Scissors beat paper. Mind. No, scissors, scissors beat paper. One nil to oh, me. Try again. Oh. One, two, three. Scissors. Oh, mate, I got rock. Smash, smash your scissors. <laughs> Try again. One more time. You, I tell you what, you count in this time. One, two, three. What you got? Rock. Oh, mate, I got paper. Unlucky, oh, Dave. No, mate, you I lost. No, you lost. Say that again. Excuse me? What did you say? I got one. No, you haven't, but we have it because we got rid of you. So Clarkson has gone to Amazon Prime. Mm. Don't like the guy's act. I think he's obnoxious, but he's he's flipping brilliant. He's one of Britain's best broadcasters. Yep, There's no denying it. Look at him with Hammond, though. Look at Hammond in that picture, copying the pose that his uh, master, his yeah. wannabe lover, his um, BFF, <laughs> big friendly giant. No, it's the BFG. His BFG. His FFS, his OMG, his Shazam. I've been watching a series of documentaries called I Killed My BFF. It's it's horrendous. Hang on. It it doesn't sound exactly like um, a a documentary. It's, It's awful. It's absolutely awful. Okay, who's it made by? The Maisels? Uh, it's Ronson? made by the uh, Crime Investigation Channel. Okay, those guys are making it right. Um, but uh, so you're saying that Clarkson's killed Jeremy? Uh, no, no, I'm not saying that. Fine. No, 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 I'm not saying anything. Okay, I, I'm just yeah. great stuff. You've taken Clarkson to the streets. I have. Yes. Yes. Seventy-nine quid a year is going to cost, and a lot of people are very upset because I think a lot of people thought that the three of them would be going back onto mainstream TV. But yeah. I think that there's something in their contract which says they can't do that for for at least two years. Yeah, there's something in the contract yeah. that says uh, money, 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 make me funny, touch my bummy. So Amazon Prime, what seventy-nine quid a year? How much would you pay to yeah. watch Clarkson? The streets mix views. Here's what happened. Clarkson's back. I ain't heard anything. 
How much would you pay to watch Clarkson? Nothing really. Oh, not even one p. No. Two p. No, I won't pay nothing. <laughs> Seventy nine quid. Would you pay that? No. Are you disappointed though? They're not going to be on mainstream TV. Yeah, they're not going to be on mainstream, and I am disappointed in that because that's all I get. Glenn, you're a big Clarkson fan. Why are you such a fan? Well, it's funny. He says it as it is. That's how it should be. Okay. So as a fan, how much would you pay to watch him? Nothing. Madam, you know about this story. How much would you pay to watch Clarkson? What's that, a year? £79 a year. Um, I wouldn't say £79 a year, no. What's he worth? <laughs> no idea. I like watching him, but I wouldn't yeah. pay for him. Especially oh, not that much. You wouldn't pay anything I'd to watch it? I'd pay for films, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so you would never pay a penny to watch Clarkson as much as you like him. A film, a movie, is more important to you and your family. Yeah. <laughs> I'll pass on that feedback to Jeremy. <laughs> no, thanks. Clarkson's back, sir. Who's Clarkson? Jez. Oh, Jeremy Clarkson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't care if he's back or not. If Clarkson was standing here and you had a custard pie in your hand, would you throw it at his face? No, not necessarily, would No. Kevin, that is some bike. That is a manly bike. So you must be into your, your fast bikes and your fast cars. A Clarkson yes. fan? Yes, I am. How much would you pay to watch him? £100. You would? Yeah, why not? Great guy. Funny. Tells it how it is. Really good. Fantastic. Right, can I uh, hear you rev your bike up? You certainly can. Okay, right, let's uh, come around here. This sound's going to make me feel alive. It's going to make me feel like a real geezer this morning. Perhaps, perhaps. Oh, yes! Wow, you have a good weekend. Thank you very much. Thank you. Nice helmet as well. Shiny helmet? It was, yeah. Well, Ian, we went, this is a text. We went to see Clarkson live and the tickets were 72, 72 pounds. I know, I know. And that only lasted one day. Hey, by the way, that reminds me, I'm doing a show in Whitstable on Saturday and there's, and when I say there's tickets left, I mean there's, been loads of tickets left. Really? Put down your oysters. Come and see me in Whitstable. Yeah, yeah. Where is Whitstable? Uh, Whitstable is uh, is that? Um, I don't know. It's not a trick question. I don't know. Just outside London, maybe. I think uh, it's like miles away. Anyway, I'm there on Saturday night. I'm part of the Oyster Festival. Are you doing a live show as part of the Oyster Festival? Um, no one's bought any tickets. I think you're probably lying there, boss. <laughs> it's, not, it's not many. I've, I already have Amazon Prime. I must say, some of the things are not that good. Uh, the next day delivery is handy. If I didn't have Prime, I admit I would be able to watch... I would get it to watch Clarkson, May and Hammond. Oh. Well, Sandra, you, you listen to our show, so you've got some taste. But, uh, Justin, as we all know... Hashtag Fossil Friday. ...is today. Yes. And uh, we got Big Cole back. Morning, Big Cole. Morning. What, what are you back again. for, mate? Yeah, again, isn't it? What, what are you back for? Um, I need to tell... I need to speak to Mr Dealey. You've got 78 followers, by the way, and you owe Justin Dealey an apology. Where are you yes, going? Yes, yes, I'm all ears. Yeah, I do apologise, uh, Justin, but I'm mm. rather busy at the moment, as you know. Um, Colin, uh, Colin, you phoned, you phoned us twice. Yeah, Colin, it's taken you two days to send me a picture of a fossil. I'm not being yeah, funny, well, mate, I but don't... but that would take what twenty seconds. I don't. I... <laughs> no, it wouldn't because it would take a lot longer than that because I've got thousands of photographs. To no, no, Colin, just just and pick I really, up. I really don't have uh, a favourite. You must have a favourite fossil. Everyone is unique. Come on, don't give me that. You Everyone must have a fossil. Everyone used to be a living organism. <sighs> Everyone's got a favourite something. No, I haven't. Yeah, of course they have, right? Yeah. I've got I've got a favourite person who works here at BBC Three Counties Radio. Mm. Prince. Bad. I've got a favourite child. 
The youngest. I've got a favourite CD. Yeah? I've got a favourite no, car. Everyone's got a favourite. What's, what's your favourite fossil? Come on, mate. Um, well, I'll, I, I think one of my favourites... Here we go, yeah, you yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. ...is an ammonite that uh, oh. was found locally. Oh, a local so ammonite. I will... Um, I will... Okay. Put that on okay. uh, later today. Okay, well that's that's great news. I'm gonna say that the first uh, call you made uh, this morning, Colin, was dull, and I didn't think a, a duller phone call could be made. Well, I but was thank you for pr- talk, thank you for proving I me was wrong. Going to talk about um, self service at the. Um... <laughs> I don't want to know about you and self service, Colin. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 is still closed northbound between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton. Delays are back from Junction 13 for Bedford at the moment. The diversion is also looking really busy to the A5 at slow northbound approaching Toaster Road. And in Stoke Bruin on the A508 there are queues in both directions between South Road and the High Street. And also it's very busy in Yardley Road additionally because of the roadworks that are there. In Dunstable on the A5 it's busy northbound between West Street and Hockcliffe and that's being caused by the problems on the M1. Southbound on the M1, two lanes are closed between Junction 13 for Bedford and, um, sorry, at Junction 13 for Bedford. There are delays though from Junction 14 for Milton Keynes, that's going southbound. On the M25, three lanes are shut anti-clockwise at Junction 22 for St Albans because of another accident. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Nice one, Sammy, thank you. What day is it today, guys? Hashtag Fossil Friday. Isn't it, Justin? These are your headlines on... Hashtag Fossil Friday. David Cameron is to chair a meeting of the government's emergency committee, COBRA, this morning to discuss the crisis at Calais. The M1 is closed northbound at Junction 14 for Milton Keynes following a serious accident in the early hours of this morning involving a lorry and a van and a babysitter from Bedford who sexually assaulted the babies and toddlers he was supposed to be looking after has been jailed for 18 years. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, a very good morning to you. It's going to be a gorgeous summer's day today. It has been a bit of a chilly start, so uh, say a little bit, little bit cool for the last day of July so far this morning, but temperatures will rise nicely. We'll be back up to where they should be at this time of year by the end of the afternoon, up to 21, 22 degrees Celsius, really quite widely. Some spots maybe even a degree or so higher than this. Uh, but just a light southerly breeze, lots of sunshine, as you can see. There could be a bit of fair weather cloud here and there through the afternoon, but not enough to spoil the sunshine and it will tend to fizzle away again as we head into the evening. So beautiful Friday evening to come right across the three counties. Overnight tonight, another fairly chilly one, not quite as cold as last night, but temperatures again just dropping out of double figures, I think, for the rural spots. So quite a cold start to the day tomorrow, but again, lots of sunshine around. It will start to cloud over through the afternoon, a very weak weather front introducing some more cloud tomorrow, but still warm uh, temperatures up into the low 20s in Celsius and crucially it will stay dry as well. But even more warmer on Sunday. We've got some very warm muggy air coming up from the south. So we're probably looking at temperatures into the mid to maybe even high 20s. Might get 26 or 27 somewhere across uh, parts of Hertfordshire, for example. But uh, should stay dry on Sunday. There will be a bit more in the way of cloud, but also some sunny spells just feeling warm. And that warmth is going to last into Monday. The risk of one or two thundery downpours developing maybe later in the day on Monday. And generally a bit cooler, a bit more showery and a bit breezier from Tuesday onwards. That's the forecast. I've got one.
every weekday morning. One partially closed and the others didn't operate at all. I have contacted other companies who do it professionally and they said it should have been anchored down. The JVS Show. It was looked over by the garage and they told me do not move the vehicle anywhere. It's a complete death trap. The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. I'm getting nowhere. I've tried on numerous occasions to talk to the manager of this company. If you need our help, email jvsshow at bbc.co.uk. So they said, we're going to contact the customer, we're going to have a chat, and we're going to make a, a gesture to that customer. And we could do the same for you. Without your program, I don't know what you do in the morning. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine, on BBC Three Counties Radio. We're boy slackers. Now, residents living next to a care home... Am I in the right place? Oh, no, let's do Dennis first, then we'll do it. Yes, Dennis? Good morning. I'd like to know, when will you be on pri- uh, Pointless? I don't know when it's being shown. You don't? I don't know. As soon as I find out... I'll, I'll... Well, it's you'll... usually a Saturday night, I think, Pointless. I don't know. I, I know that I'll get a phone call from my mum saying, oh, I've just seen you on the telly, so... Yeah, we're going to make sure we see you. I, I did, I was, it, it's not, it was terrifying, Dennis. It was absolutely terrifying. I don't doubt it, especially with the chap you were, you were with. <laughs> Check it. Uh, do you know what? I'm so disappointed. I mean, we won the thing, so we got the glory of winning. Did you? Um, yeah, well, we won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of money, I hope. Well, th- this is the thing. No, we, we got through to the final, me and Cheggers, and then yeah. we didn't win the money. We did really bad. All the charities get 500 quid. Or oh, that's two, right, yeah. So, no, it's a good, great, so that's right. great show. But we could, we could have won, we could have won 2,750 yeah. quid for Macmillan, and we didn't, and I'm gutted. You got one of these square uh, um, trophies, did you? Got a little, yeah, got a little trophy, yeah. yeah my boy, I my don't boy. know why they make it square, because it's, it isn't pointless, is it? No, but it's, it's technically it's rectangular. Yeah, but what I'm saying, it should oh. be a ball, and it would be pointless. Oh, I see, I see what you've done there. Here we go. This is the question, right? Yes. I got pointless for. My first answer, pointless, right? Round of applause, right? Yes. All right, cheers, cheers, cheers. Right, now let me do that. Let me do it. You see if you can get it, OK? If anyone gets this, I got it. So, right, you, it was, it was t- quiz show presenters, and they gave you the initials, right? And you had to pick the one that you thought would have the least answers, right? Daytime quiz show, Turnabout. Uh, the, the initials were R-C. 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 I'm being R-C with you now. R-C. It's a daytime show. I don't D- watch daytime shows. It was, it's not been on for about 20... And so as it came up, I went, oh, oh, I used to watch that. And oh, oh, I met that guy in the street that presented it. Um, Oh, oh, what was his name? And then it kind of came to... I'll tell you the answer, right? It's a guy called Rob Curling. Okay. Rob Curling, yeah. Now, I couldn't remember if it was Rob Curling or yeah. Rod Curling. So you watch me. When I answer the question, I go, Rob uh, Curling. And I, I, I just totally, Rob Curling. And I don't really say his name properly because I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be saying. So I cheated at Pointless. Yeah. Oh, well, that's best of you. Well, why not? That's standard, isn't it, cheating? Standard is, <laughs> cheating is standard these days. <laughs> Dennis, I'll let you know when it comes on. That's my promise. I've got to move on. Uh, 03459 455 555. Residents living next to a care home for vulnerable teenage and, uh, teenagers in Aylesbury say they want to have it shut down. Benjamin UK runs two sites in the town for young people recovering from abuse, neglect and trauma. And we mentioned this a couple of months ago and we had the woman on from uh, Benjamin UK. So no, 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 there's nothing. No, 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 there's nothing going on. And then we had loads of people saying, uh, I live in that street and it's a flipping nightmare. One resident uh, says she's had nine years of sleepless nights with children shouting and banging. 
Well, there was a public meeting last night to discuss the problems, and one of those present was Aylesbury resident and Bucks County Councillor Stephen Lambert. Morning, Stephen. Morning, Ian. Stephen, uh, just let us know some of the problems that, that we've heard this in the, in the past, but for those who miss it, some of the problems the residents are encountering. So we'll have loud music at night, banging, swearing, shouting. We have the police on regular basis at, at both homes in the middle of the night, arrests going on. We have antisocial behaviour, things being thrown into people's gardens, uh, threats of violence. Even, you know, just last week I had one of the kids circling me on his bike trying to intimidate me oh. work. But, you know, it's that, that kind of behaviour that is, is just antisocial that makes you start to live in fear about where you live. Now, and what have the, the, the staff at the home or the staff at Benjamin UK said? Mm. Well, basically, they say they don't have a problem, uh, which is incredible, really, because for a decade now we've been making complaints to the police, social services, county, district council, you name it, anyone we can, we've been making complaints about trying to resolve it. We've also spoken to them numerous times and had meetings with them. I've even been in there as a counsellor to, you know, to engage with them as, as a business. The problem is it's a fundamental management uh, issue. At last night's meeting, we've, we also found that the Benjamin UK have more homes for which the residents there are having exactly the same issues because some of those residents came and spoke to us about it. The, um, the lady from, uh, from Benjamin UK, whose uh, mm. name escapes me at the moment, but she came on the show before. She didn't want to come on today, I think, because I, I, wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't completely on her side and gave her a little bit of a grilling. <laughs> but she said... Um, you know, we, we've had no complaints. We've had no complaints from the neighbours. If the neighbours have got a problem, they can come and talk to us. The police have, uh, the, the police have been out a couple of times for minor events, but, uh, you know, these, the staff make sure that the, the, the neighbours aren't, aren't um, disturbed at all. Uh, and, and you're saying, and, and we got a load of phone calls afterwards saying, well, that's just simply not the case. Yeah. Uh, she's, in, she's in another more parallel universe, I'm sure of it. But you, you can't... There's absolutely no way she can say that. I did listen to, I was in another country, but I did listen oh. to your show that morning and I was astonished about what she was saying. It, it, it's complete detachment from reality. She, we, I have sat down with her and explained the complaints. We have written to her, you know, the police, the residents, we've tried to engage with them many, many times. And some of the neighbours have, have, have had her phone number. So they've called her in the middle of the night when things are going on only then to get uh, a warning from the police the next day to not disturb this woman's sleep. <laughs> Uh, oh dear! Water, you know. uh, these, the, the thing is, Stephen, okay, and I, and I can see both sides of the story. Although I did find her a little bit. Of, uh, um, anyway, I can see both sides of the story because these are very vulnerable young people, aren't they? Oh, and yeah. that they, 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 you know, they are the, the, the disaffected youth, and something needs to be done. Well, yeah, absolutely, it does. And you know, there is a national shortage of this kind of provider across the country. Uh, you know, so local authorities are almost queuing up to take, you know, to a business that's prepared to take on these kind of troubled kids. And no one's saying this is directly the kids' fault. What we're saying is there's a fundamental management issue. There's not continuity of staff. The procedures are on paper only and not enacted on. When you've got the staff standing outside smoking with the kids, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night, swearing, shouting, you know, and not able to control things when a fight or disturbance breaks out. It says that, that Benjamin UK are double failing these kids, and that's where we're coming from. But, you know, 
frankly, you know, we've got to the point where, yes, there's a national shortage, and yes, there is a problem, but because of Benjamin UK, the residents are, are equally affected. If this was an ordinary family, you'd have social services in there yeah. and the kids would be taken into care and or something else would happen and antisocial behaviour legislation would kick in. But because it's a business, and this kind of business, it doesn't. So, you know, these kids do need help. Absolutely, they do. But unfortunately, they're in the wrong location and systematic failures over a number of years... I, I've, then... got to, I've got to ask, is, yeah. this, is this just nimbyism, Stephen? Is it, is it a case of not in my backyard, please? No, because I think if it had have been, uh, we would have done something about that a long time ago. We've consistently tried to work with them. We've been in there with the re- some of the residents of even what Christmas presents for the kids have tried to engage with them. And you know, this isn't the same kids over ten years. Yeah, it's cycles of kids. You know, four in each home. You know, over a few months, they could be there six months to a year. And as a new one comes in, there's another outbreak of antisocial behaviour and settling in, well, fair enough. If they had proper management procedures in place, that wouldn't happen so much. So this isn't the same kids. This is a series of kids over 10 years. You know, it's been horrible for I can, I can yeah, hear yeah. the frustration in your voice, and I heard the frustration in the voices of the people we spoke to before. Uh, stay in touch, Stephen. Let us know. Uh, what happens, I wish you the very best of luck and I wish the kids the best of luck as well. Stephen Lambert, 03459 455 555. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are long delays on the M1 northbound between junction 13 for Bedford and 15 for Northampton because of an accident earlier. Two lanes are closed now and the accident investigation work's going on. The diversion routes are also looking really busy. The A509 is slow in both directions between the Tickford roundabouts and the Northfield roundabouts. Also on the M1 southbound, there's a lane closed at junction 13 for Bedford and that's causing delays southbound from junction 14 for Milton Keynes. And on the M25, there's been an accident anti-clockwise at junction 22 for St. That's causing delays from Junction 23 for the A1M. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Uh, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, 03459 455 555. What's your favourite fossil? Goodness sakes, it's Fossil Friday, isn't it? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Cameron to chair Cobra meeting on Calais crisis, M1 reopening at Milton Keynes and Hertfordshire Bowler sets up Ashes test victory. BBC Three Counties Radio. David Cameron is to chair a meeting of the government's emergency committee Cobra this morning to discuss the crisis which has caused delays and disruption around the Channel Tunnel. During a fourth night of disturbances in Calais, migrants broke through police lines as they tried to get to the terminal. Eurotunnel said services were affected and a platform was closed for security reasons. Peter Harding runs a haulage company and says he's about to abandon overseas operations. If everybody stopped because of how the country runs, time-sensitive goods and everything else, there'd be anarchy in the shops, and that's what needs to happen. To make these governments, not just our government, but the French government, do something seriously about the situation for everybody. 
The M1 is expected to reopen around now, northbound at Junction 14 for Milton Keynes, following a serious accident in the early hours of this morning involving a lorry and a van. The motorway has been shut between Junction 14 and 15 for Northampton since just before one o'clock this morning. Diversions were put in place through Milton Keynes to the A5. Meanwhile, there are long delays southbound on the M1 in Bedfordshire after an accident involving two lorries and a car between Junctions 13 and 12. A babysitter from Bedford who sexually assaulted the babies and toddlers he was supposed to be looking after has been jailed for 18 years. Luton Crown Court heard 21-year-old Clint Gilbert was looked on as a trusted friend by the children's parents. More from Tony Fisher. Gilbert committed offences on seven children ranging from babies to five-year-olds. Some of them he abused while they slept. One of his victims was a three-month-old baby girl who he took pictures of as he assaulted her. In sentencing, the judge told him his behaviour had been depraved and that what he had done amounted to a gross breach of trust. A piece of aircraft debris washed up on an Indian Ocean island is to be flown to France to be examined by investigators. A senior Australian official has told the BBC he's increasingly confident that the wreckage found on reunion is from the missing Malaysian flight MH370. A homeless disabled couple from Luton who can't drive are demanding to know why they've been put up in a hotel at Toddington Services on the M1. 23-year-old Janet Paddison, her partner and their three-year-old daughter have been in the hotel since Tuesday after being evicted from private rented accommodation. Luton Borough Council blame a shortage of both permanent and temporary housing, but Janet says she had alerted them. I just don't understand why they've had to let it get to this point, knowing fully aware for over a year of my circumstances being updated on my behalf I have told them so they have been always fully aware of of my circumstances. In sport Watford bowler Stephen Finn has put England within touching distance of victory in the third Ashes test. Finn is there now and he bowls to him and it's shortened uh, well it's pulled and it's a top edge and it's caught Finn's done it again he's got his fifth wicket. And Australia will resume this morning on 168 for seven in their second innings. That's a lead of just 23. The weather dry and sunny, feeling warmer today, a maximum temperature 22 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Hashtag Fossil Friday. I just spent the entire news bulletin trying to explain the rules of Pointless to Kelly Betts. The whole time I've been talking to her about it, I might as well have been um, talking to a BW. Brick Wallington. Huh? What? Wake up. I'm just trying to, trying to think what we can do with Justin. And, uh... he's, he's got something up his sleeve. Oh, has he? Yeah. Oh, arms. Yeah. Yep. Good lads. You know, the vibe is not strong with this one. I mean, it's, it's a decent... We're turning in a decent show. It's better than BBC Leeds. I mean, jeez. Go, go and tune to those suckers. I said suckers. You, and, you know, even on my worst day, I'm better than... Um, I'm better than every other BBC local radio breakfast show. That's fact. That's just pure fact. If you want to take part, 03459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, Ian, I have a lot of sympathy for people who are in housing crisis, but 
if you have had a year's notice and no need to actually live in Luton, it's selfish to demand things. I wouldn't want to live at a service area, but there are all facilities that, oh, math, come on. Come on. Well, she, okay, so she doesn't live in Luton. Well, then where does she go? She's still got to get somewhere and get help. Um, and there are facilities there. It's a service station, math. It's dehumanising. It's where people go in between places. A service station is not a destination. Here we go. I'm about to say something very profound. A service station is not a destination. It's a breakdown of the nation. You like that? What? I do. Well done, man. Thank you very much indeed. I could, Profundity is my middle name. Profundity. <laughs> um, any other Texas girls that you think we, we should um, be focusing on? He's brought the cups in in a tray. Oh, no, who of, does that? Who does that? Let's have a look. Thanks. Uh, check out. Check out every time, especially when fit birds on them. <laughs> All right, Kelly, but can we have the text, please? No. <laughs> Is that it? Self-service tools. I never use them. I won't until the shop pay me a wage for working for them, says Janet. This is the thing. I don't get why people... Is Nike still popular? Adidas? Yeah, why not? Reebok? <laughs> Are they still... Fila? Are they yeah. still popular? Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what um, Terry Nike and uh, Steve Adidas mm -hmm. and uh, Ricky Reebok, and that's actually his name. You pay me, then I'll wear your logos. You pay me dollar, mm. I'll wear logo. They do that. Huh? They do that. To? People. Sweet as a nut. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Sponsored by Adidas. Uh, a thoroughly unpleasant story. If you've got kids, I know what. Why don't you send them off for 10 or 15 minutes? Um, because you don't really want them hearing this stuff. We're going to tread around it very uh, uh, carefully. And we're not going to go into graphic detail, but it's not a very nice story. So um, put a tape on or something just for 10 minutes and then you can come back. Uh, a babysitter from Bedford who sexually assaulted the uh, babies and toddlers he was supposed to be looking after has been jailed for 18 years. Luton Crown Court heard that 21-year-old Clint Gilbert was looked on as a trusted friend by the children's parents parents but he betrayed their trust by carrying out awful uh, assaults sexual assaults on young boys and girls and even took photographs of what he was doing sue palmer is an author and expert in child development and joins me now morning sue Hello, morning um i guess the question is how's this going to affect the kids those that are aware of it absolutely and um, it is an absolutely terrible story and um the, you know these things crop up now and again don't they Absolutely what, ghastly. Um, so what lasting impact will it have on them? Are getting sort of psychological support. Um, uh, uh, but what, what impact could that have, long-term effect could that have on, on the children? I really wouldn't like to say because I'm not a psychologist. I'm a specialist in development. What, what does that mean? Well, there's a clinical psychologist would be right. the person that you'd want to talk to about, um, you know, sort of long-term effects on on people's um mental health okay so so what um, uh, um what, what what information can you give us about this then well my, my, when your researcher rang me up about it yesterday we just started talking about how this is the sort of thing that I, the, the judge said that this was a terrible betrayal of trust right and we started talking about the the the, the extent to which it, it's, it's becoming more and more difficult to feel trust in society these days and my major um subject is children getting out to play because this is really, really important for children's um, general health, physical and mental health, that they are able to have the freedom to play out. And yet over the last 20 years, because we no longer feel that we can trust 
our communities, our neighbours, everybody to just keep an eye on our kids anymore. Um, we're, we're increasingly not letting them have that freedom to play, which used to be, you know, the sort of the birthright of every kid. Possibly yourself went out to play when you were little. Um, and it's just disappeared from our, our society. So many children now are sort of raised indoors, um, just playing, watching telly, playing on computers and so on. It's not completely disappeared, has it? I mean, it's, it, it, it still exists in some parts. Well, I'm glad to see that in some areas it, it is coming back as well. I mean, there are uh, groups of parents have got together to organise ways of, you know, shutting their street off for the day so that they are, the evening, so that, you know, all the kids in the local area can come and play in a play street. There's all sorts of ways in which people can re, re, reorganise these things, you know, re-establish um, community relationships and so on. But um, a story like that, immediately, any parent, you hear it and you think, oh, my goodness me, oh, I, you can't trust anybody these days, can you? You know, and it, it, we've got to sort of somehow as a society find ways of, of dealing with that because otherwise you end up with, you know, everybody in the world's got to be CRB checked and it doesn't really necessarily solve any problems. How do we get that trust back then? Um, I think we just have to start believing in <laughs> each other again and um, and communicating much more with each other and also bearing in mind that, you know, the sort of world has changed. There are dangers out there that perhaps were not quite as great in the past and, um that means skilling your children up. So in terms of the playing out, children have got to be really good about um, knowing the road safety and um, don't run about in cars and so on, and also the sort of stranger danger rules. And um, with little children, even the very smallest children, once they're able to talk, we've also got to do the um, you know inappropriate touching talk and what's okay for people to do and how you must always tell mummy and daddy if there's anything worrying you because obviously you know unless parents do have those sorts of open relationships even with little children um then this sort of thinking could happen so it's a, it's a question of first of all having um being aware of the things that can happen secondly skilling up your children and then thirdly working together with other adults so that you get, um, you know, the old saying, it takes a village to raise a child so that you get a village that you feel you and your child are comfortable in. Sue, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much indeed. 03459 455 555.
tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on. There's a world that's waiting to unfold. A brand new tale no one has ever told. We've journeyed far, but you know it won't be long. We're almost there, we've paid our fare with a hobo song. Maybe tomorrow, I wanna settle down. Until tomorrow. Anyone know uh, <laughs> Anyone know why that last guest was booked? I mean, she seemed like a wonderful lady and a thoroughly intelligent guest. Um, the connection to the story was... Anyone? She had a tweet from Scott. Well, this is awkward, isn't it, Just? You know... You know the host is in a little bit of trouble when they're asking the question, so so, what, what light can you shed on this story then? You know they're not quite what you were expecting um, when the first two questions, the first two questions met with the answer. I'm afraid I can't comment on that. Okay, what can you talk about? <laughs> and then you know the rest of the questions after that are just being polite because you don't want to cut her off because it's not her fault because she's done nothing wrong and she sounded like an excellent guest for a completely different story. Oh three four five nine. Th thanks for book that. Thanks a lot. Much appreciated. Thank you. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Eight one three double three. Start your text three C R. Gatford. I'm afraid I can't comment on that. You'll have to come back after this then. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are still long delays on the M1 northbound because of a serious accident between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton. There are two lanes closed now and there are delays northbound from Junction 13 for Bedford. It's also really busy on the A508 in both directions between Stoke Bruin and the High Street at Road. It's also very busy at Toaster Road being added to by the roadworks. And in Broughton on the A509 in both directions it's slow from the M1 Junction 14 at Milton Keynes to the Tickford roundabout. On the M1 southbound there of four mile queues approaching junction 13 for Bedford because, another, because of another accident between two lorries and a car. On the M25, the accident at junction 22 for St Albans has been cleared, but there are still some slight delays, and it's also busy anti clockwise on the M25 between junction 24 for Potters Bar and 23 for the A1M. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. Yes, you can, Kelly. Yes, you can. Where do you want it? Oh, do you just want it displayed, or do you want it... OK, fine, that's no problem. It's 8.16, it's Friday the 31st of July. I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. David Cameron is to chair a meeting of the Government's Emergency Committee, COBRA, this morning to discuss the crisis at Calais. The M1 is closed northbound at Junction 14 for Milton Keynes following a serious accident in the early hours of this morning. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Here's the thing... I'm going to spell a word. It's not a trick question. I'd like you to say it. C okay. C O B R A. Uh, cobra. See, I would say cobra. Mm. I, now I'm confused as to what I what I actually say now, because I think it's cobra. But then I got I had to do an event for Cobra Beer yeah. years ago, and in the rehearsal, hey, one of the best beers on the market. I don't think we're allowed to say that here, are we? Oh, no, we're not. No. Uh, well, it's equally as good as all the other beers on the market. It's almost as awkward as it was when I was speaking to a guest who had no idea what we were talking about. Well, I couldn't comment on that. And I was saying, I think I was saying Cobra. Mm. I know you can't comment. I know you're laughing inside, and I would too as well, so don't worry. But it was... <laughs> 
I can't comment on that. Um, I, I thought, but then someone from from Cobra said, "Are you going to say Cobra during the event?" I said, "Yes." Yeah. Well, it's Cobra. I so, don't know. I don't know. So how, what did you do? Did just, you comply, or I, did you did you go? Did you do the whole? Did you do the arms? I let I let the... um, um, June Sarpong, who was co-hosting the event with me, say the C word. She took that bit. How, let's ask. Let's ask the team. Kelly yeah. C O B R A. Hang on. Hang on. I Stop think, talking I think someone's for a on second. The phone. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Hello. That was just a caller. Don't worry about it. Okay. Him. Let's go to Danny. Danny. Oh. Did you see, this is what I'm working no. with. It's. I mean, I feel your pain. I really do feel You've your pain. You've got a crack team out there. Crack How come team. I get these muppets? Yeah, a cra- crack team. Crack team. You they got, are. You've got a good are. team. What's on your show today, please? Well, today, I'm, I'm going to be asking you this. Do you give money to beggars? Um, oh. The BBC has revealed today that w- only one in five people arrested for begging in England and Wales is actually homeless. Around 1,000 people were arrested for begging in 2014 and just 200 people uh, were found to have nowhere to live. Locally in the Thames Valley, uh, 66 people were arrested and exactly half, 33, uh, were actually in dire need of a place to stay. The other 33 did have a home to go to. So I'm asking you this morning, do you give money to beggars? Simple as that. Do you give money to beggars? Now are you asking? Do you give money to beggars? No, I'll, I'll buy them a sandwich and a yep. drink, and I'll have a little chat with them if they fancy. You know, sometimes I have a little chat. That's pretty much what I do. If you gave them money and they bought drugs, would you make a moral judgment, or do you think it's up to them? I, I hope they'd share. Yeah. This weekend, it's Luton's biggest party. As 40,000 people descend on Wardown Park for this year's Mella, we'll bring you all the best bits. We're a Gidda team, so we've come to perform today alongside artists on the stage and also our own Bangra team as well. From 2 on Saturday afternoon, I'll be live in the park talking to artists and the audience. Last year was amazing and this year looks like it's even better, so it's growing and it's growing and hopefully we'll be back next year as well. Then from 6 on Sunday night, Yasmin Khan brings you some of the best music from around the world. And Edward Adu rounds off our coverage from eight. Well, I said it's not every day there's a Mella, so why not make the most of it? The Luton Mella, this weekend on BBC Three Counties Radio. I hope. Gatford, what on earth do you want? Well, I was going to... You know how um, you love a good um, explanation of your show, you know, like in a magazine or an online forum? Are you still you talking? Know, yeah. God. But, you know, you know you're, are you aware of the new BBC radio player? No? I don't. Just... It, it, it describes your show as Ian Lee brings you the local news, weather, sport, and travel. That's exactly I'm what I'm doing. No, but I'm just wondering. So, what are these other people for then? What other people? Well, the people that actually bring you the news, the weather, <laughs> the travel, the sport. I bring them all together. It? I bring them all together. In, uh, I, no, what... no, that, that's that's not what the description says. The description says Ian Lee doesn't say anyone else. Yeah, yeah. Why are you not doing it? Well, I am. I am make. I am giving them the opportunity. If it wasn't for me allowing Simon Oxley to cross my threshold, then uh-huh. you wouldn't you wouldn't get the sport. So I'm bringing you the sport. I would like to hear you do the sport one day. Did you right. fulfil your? I answered a question about football on Pointless yesterday. Did you get it right? Yes, I did. I gave the answer Arsenal, and it went down to fifty. Lively. Yeah. I'm shocked. Thank you, Gatford. Ben's in Wickham. Morning, Ben. Morning, sir. Well, Morning. that's once in the blue moon. <laughs> Tell me. I need your help. Can you research once in a blue moon? Why? Because I was told last night that tonight is the blue moon. Right. 
Now, I'm told it won't be blue to the eye here, but the definition of a blue moon is, I understand, where we have two full moons in one month. Yes. And that's why it's called a blue moon. Well, so you've... Hang on a minute. You've asked me... me, Yes, that is correct. That is correct. Yeah. That's all I wanted to know. What's your favourite... What's your favourite Nolan sister? I don't have one. Thank you. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, Scott's, Scott's got it wrong. Scott says, um, I hate people who buy homeless people sandwiches. It's so flipping patronising. Give them the money, they're adults. If they're junkies and then you buy them a sandwich, they probably won't be able to eat it anyway. If they're junkies, they can relieve the pain for a second. If they're hungry, they can buy food. Well, no, I don't just turn up with sandwiches. I say to them, "Do you want? Are you hungry, mate?" And if they say yes, I say, "I'm just going to go in Tesco. Do you want anything?" So I don't. I don't just go. Hello, here's a sandwich. I ask them if they're hungry because they're adults. Um, I say I'm going to pop into the shop. Would they like anything? And um, then when they do, have we got our next guest? There we go. Thank you. Um, and if they do, then I'll go and buy them something. If they don't, then I won't. Where's the patronisation in um, asking? Thank you, Scott. Uh, a homeless disabled couple from Luton who can't drive are demanding to know why they've been put up in a travel lodge at Toddington Services. 23-year-old Janet Paddison, her partner Reese, and their three-year-old daughter have been in the Motorway Services Hotel since Tuesday after being evicted from private rented accommodation. As well as having no cooking or clothes washing facilities, Janet, who suffers from chronic pain, says she's had her assistance dog taken from her and put in kennels, and it's in the motorway service station. They ain't got no car. Tom Shaw is the Labour councillor in charge of housing at Luton Borough Council. Uh, morning, Tom. Thanks for coming on. How, how have they ended up in a service station? Uh, what we got to do, the, eviction, the official eviction date was yesterday, but what we don't want is kids seeing their parents evicted from properties. So on Tuesday, when they presented themselves as homeless to the council, uh, it's whatever is available at that time. Luton at the moment is in the middle of the only way you can describe it is a perfect storm of housing. We've got London boroughs taking properties in the town, landlords are evicting people because they can get more rent off the London boroughs. We've got 130 people in bed and breakfast and 1,000 people in forms of temporary accommodation right around the town. So it's whatever is empty on that town. Because of the medical conditions, we'll look to get them out of there very, very quickly. But it's better than going in an hostel oh. overnight. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and I'm aware of the, 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 the tough kind yeah. of game that you're having to play and, and, and moving people around. Yeah. How long do you reckon they might be in that service station? Cause, I can't cause... say that. You know, we'll get her out of there because of medical conditions. Right. But, uh, let's sort this stuff out. First of all, I pulled the fire last night when I got a request off one of your people to come on this morning. I pulled the fire and had a read of it from yourself. Thank you, Tom. And what she didn't, uh, what we didn't get told, it was an assistance dog till Tuesday. Right. Okay. Uh, on on a on a her applic- on her application, it was that she has got a pet. A lot of the private landlords we've got in the town won't take pets in the properties. Right. Uh, so what we've done is got her in there. I mean, all the stuff, all the furniture that's in storage, and the council's paying for the furniture to be in storage and everything else because both people are on benefits. That's what we're having to do. Uh, but we'll get her out of there as soon as humanly possible. The problem we've got is. There's another story in the local press this week where Waltham Forest has taken a complete block of flats in the town. Uh, they can pay more money than we can because of their housing allowance. Do you, um, so, 
how do you go to work every day, Tom? Because you, you've got an impossible job, and I appreciate the fact that you come on here and 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 you know and, and tell us what's going on because you, yeah. you can't win this, can you? You can't win this. No. There are more and more people needing housing, more and more private landlords, more as you say, people from London buying stuff up here. It's just going to get worse, isn't it? Uh, it's, I just said it's the middle of a perfect storm. We have got now under them. We thought we were getting an high-rise block in the town, uh, but once our building control people went in, had a look at it, we couldn't take it immediately because the list weren't good enough. We're, we're actually our planners are having a little go at the housing department at the moment because we're taking so many office blocks. Your old building, mm. we're looking at it, but one of the problems is we know the London Borough's looking at it as well to convert that into flats. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's a, it's not a win, but we're not going to give up. We'll fight and fight and fight. We're challenging the government at the moment over our rent levels because if we're under so much pressure from London, our landlords, the private landlords in the town, actually, you know, if they can get another hundred pound a month from London, they're taking it. Of course they will. But yeah. We said to the government, look, we need to be able to fight this. You've got to put our housing benefit levels up. Uh, we'll see what that happens. It's likely to end up in court in the future. Tom, we'll get these people out as quick as we possibly can. Thank you, mate. Thank you. I appreciate you looking at the file. I really appreciate you coming on. And um, I, listen, I know, I know we have a Barney or two from time to time, but I also acknowledge More than you. Welcome. Yeah, More no, than I, welcome. And I, I, I think you quite enjoy it as well. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I know you've got a really, really tough job, and I don't envy you. And I know that. Um, uh, you are very passionate about your job and uh, the, the, a lot of the people who, who are, are in uh, situations, tough situations, they're kind of lucky to have you on their side. So thank you very much. Thanks. Cheers, man. Cheers, cheers, Tom. There we are. Uh, it's true. You get you get some councillors and you just, you just don't give a stuff. Tom comes out. You can, hear, you can hear him rolling his sleeves up going, right, let's have this. And he gives as good as he gets. So thank you for that, Tom. 03459 uh, 455 555. Um, Ian, your interview with that woman was still not as awkward as Tim asking a bloke about dogging on the beach on Christmas Day yesterday. I missed that bit. Um, I shall look forward to listening that, to that on the uh, BBC um, BBC um, Channel 5 On Demand. That's the thing I'm thinking of. Oh, three, is that it? Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five is the telephone number. Um, travel, is it? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are still serious delays on the M1 northbound because two lanes are closed between junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton. It's after an accident involving a lorry and a van in the early hours of this morning. It's causing delays northbound from junction 13 for Bedford and the diversion is still looking really busy. The A428 Northampton Road is slow in both directions at Only Road and also Old Stratford. The A5 northbound is very slow at the Toaster roundabout. On the M1 southbound though, that's easing off at junction 13 for Bedford after the accident's been cleared out of the way. And looking at the train departure boards, there are no major delays showing up there at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Scott's getting furious on Twitter because I take it upon myself to um, offer some homeless people sometimes a sandwich. Do you know what, Scott? You're right. It is patronising. So those homeless people that I see in Birmingham tonight when I'm, I'm feeling a bit, you know, a bit flush... I'm not going to bother. I'll tell you what, they can just go hungry, OK? So when they get the munchies, when they come down from their heroin fix and they want to eat and drink, nah, I won't, I won't bother. Won't bother. Thank Across you, beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. David Cameron is to chair a meeting of the government's emergency committee, COBRA, this morning to discuss the crisis at Calais. The M1 has reopened northbound at Junction 14 for Milton Keynes following a serious accident in the early hours of this morning involving a lorry and a van and a babysitter from Bedford who sexually assaulted the babies and toddlers he was supposed to be looking after has been jailed for 18 years. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hertfordshire bowler Stephen Finn has put England within touching distance of victory in the third Ashes Test. Australia will resume this morning on 168 for seven in their second innings. That's a lead of just 23, with Watford's Finn taking five wickets so far on his return after two years out of the Test team. No one goes through their career um, without having ebbs and flows, without ups and downs. And I've had a down, you know, and, and this day is certainly an up. So, you know, I'd, I'd rather think about today than the past. To do it in an Ashes Test match means a whole lot more. Milton Keynes-Dons have signed experienced centre-half Matthew Upson, the 36-year-old former England international who started his career at Luton before a million-pound move to Arsenal in 1997, was at Leicester last season and has signed a one-year deal at Stadium MK. Watford complete their pre-season matches tonight ahead of the Premier League campaign. The Hornets host Spanish side Sevilla at Vicarage Road. Meanwhile, former England captain and now BBC pundit Alan Shearer is predicting a tough season for the promoted clubs. I think Watford have signed so many players it's going to be very difficult for them to to integrate all their players and for it to to, to work. Bournemouth I think will probably be like Burnley and try and do it the right way but might just come up uh, up short. Norwich may be a similar way as well but I think those three will struggle. In tomorrow's friendlies, MK Dons travel to Rochdale. Luton host Walsall, with the Hatters expected to confirm the signing of striker Craig McHale-Smith. Stevenage are at home to a Tottenham eleven, and Wickham travel to Aldershot. And Milton Keynes Olympic champion Greg Rutherford warmed up for the World Championships in Beijing by winning the long jump at the Stockholm Diamond League meeting last night. I love coming to Sweden to compete, so the uh, crowd got behind us and, and, and it's been good for me. Sadly, the weather wasn't great. I think if it could have been nice and hot, we would have seen some much better before. Performances. But for me, it's my second best event of the year. I'm leading the Diamond League. It's my third Diamond League win. It's a really good day for me. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's time, Kelly, to uh, get an update on at Colin Huller. Colin Huller, of course, is you know him better as Colin from Dunstable. Um, he's uh, he's only a wee man. You could put him in your pocket and carry him around town and you, you wouldn't get charged a bus fare. Um, uh, we met him the other day. He is... It, it's uh, For those of you, of course, who don't know, today is a very, very special day. Colin, if you could just remind us what today is, please. Hashtag Fossil Friday. A little bit louder. Hashtag Fossil Friday. Thank you. Um, and we are really trying to beef up his Twitter feed. At the start of the show, at Colin Huller, only had... 48 Twitter followers and we all felt a little bit in in this day and age when we're all judged by numbers numbers and placings and positioning steady cheeky oh uh, we all felt very very sorry um so we've been we've been really pushing at Colin Huller hard really uh, been trying to ram it uh, down your throats and uh, I'm hoping we've gone up significantly from the 48 followers let's go over to the Colin Huller hub and uh find and and say I say um Hala to you. Hala. And uh, hala, Danny. Hala. There we go. Careful, careful it sounds, it's got to sound more like hello than Allah. Just to. Oh, I was like, hola. 
Yeah. Hola. Hola. No, now it's Spanish now. No. Both of those sound a bit too much like hola. Hello. 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 No, it sounds like you're doing Chinese. And that is... Anyway, ha- anyway. you had 48 followers yeah. at the start of the show, uh, Kelly Betts. Mm. How many followers has Kelly and Hollowers... <laughs> it's not even his name. <laughs> How many has he got now, my darling? Have a little guess. Let, let me Have get... a little guess, my little princess. Hang on a second. We are going to... Um, hang on a second. Um, Where's he going? Gonna get, Where are you going? We're going to get make this exciting. We are going mm. to... Are you ready? I'm, I don't know. Hang on a second. We're going to find out the answer. I'm going to guess... You hear what's coming? I'm going to guess he's gone 48. I'm going to guess he's gone down to 45. Oh. What are you going to say? I know the answer. Okay, well, let's find out the answer after this. I forgot what it was doing. <laughs> that's a disappointing. <laughs> Hang on, that's an increase of um of um forty five. Hey drummers, Mike McCalco oh. here from what the drum the lab f- outside of Vancouver, British Columbia. Not now, Mike. Not now, Mike. I'm doing the radio. Mike, Mike what are you talking about? And uh, for those of you who don't know what rudiments are, they are simply. I know what rudiments are. They're a reggae band. Rudy uh, and the Mints. Use around the drums to create patterns for fills and. Be- Bye, Mike. Fill that. Thank you, Mike. Not Shall I shout out some of Colin's new followers? Please do, mate. Yeah, let's let's big them up. There's Simon. Morning, Simon. Bianca. Hey. David. Oh, David. Adam. 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 Claire. Don't like Claire. Graham. Graham. Jones. Touching the Jones. Touching the Jones. I'm U- Jones in for a Jones. UK Biggs with a Z. Big yourself up, UK Biggs. Ness. Two Rachels. Okay. Daniel. Okay. Paul. Darren. Okay, just gonna Jillian. fade you down. Okay. She's gone. Okay. Want to boost your brain power? Do you want to boost your brain power? The way to do it is not to take a, a drug like in that film Insidious with Bradley Cooper and Robert De Niro. Is that what the, is that what the film was called? You're a young boy. What was the film called? I've not seen it. Okay. It's to climb a tree. I just hope you don't fall out and bash your head. My boy is my five-year-old. Boy, I was never a tree climber. I was always um, weak. Pale and scared, so I could never climb trees. Okay, oh three four five nine four double five five double five. By the way, I could never climb trees. My boy, who um, um, I thought shared the same traits as me, he started climbing trees and he goes miles up a tree. All this, oh, kids don't climb trees anymore. Breaking news. Yeah, it's gone up. Two. Do you want to play the the drum roll? Probably best not. <laughs> Ninety three. Hey, well done. Um, and we were when we were away the other week. We were out with we met some people, and there was some bit of tree climbing going on. Very very low level tree climbing. Very low level. You know, first tranche, first branch, first tranche of branch, first tranches of branches. I don't know really what tranche is. I'm thinking of a trench. 
Um, and then I t- 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 looked away, and then I looked back, and he was right up. He was three quarters of the way up the tree, and it was a big tree. I'm going, flipping heck, son. Don't worry, I'm fine. I said, do you know how to get down? Yeah. And I knew it. I knew it. Two minutes later, Dad, Daddy, I don't know how to get down. Oh, you, well, I can't, I can't climb trees to save him. So we're going to, we're going to go back next week. Fingers crossed he'll have got himself down by then. If not, I'm going to bring a ladder. (laughs) Send another child up. If you want to boost your brain power, but find crosswords a bore, why not try climbing a twee? Well, um, a study found that childish pastimes such as shinning up branches, running barefoot, crawling along a beam, and doing a poo in your nappy can dramatically boost your memory. Huh? Hmm? It's gone up. To what? 95. Okay. It's like, oh, it feels like um, children in need, isn't it? Or the Thames Telethon. It really does. Working memory, the type we use every day to remember phone numbers or follow directions, improved by 50% in people who are asked to perform such activities. Oh, for crying out loud. Good For goodness sakes, guys, really? Ian, you don't hear Lenny Henry moaning about staying in serveway, motorway services. In fact, he seems to love them. It's thought to help by forcing the brain... Uh, climbing trees is flipping all this stuff about our oh, kids don't climb trees no more that's what the problem is the kids don't climb trees no more well no 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 uh, i don't think that i don't think kids ever wanted to climb trees ian tell your son to sit on a leaf and wait for autumn <laughs> that's quite funny janet thank you that's quite amusing thank you for that janet oh the oh kids don't climb trees anymore well, there's a reason kids don't climb. I don't think kids ever wanted to climb trees. Here's a weird front page story, okay? And I'm surprised that this is a front page story. It's a very sad story. But I'm surprised it's a front page story. If you, if any of those callers want to come through, now will be now will be a great time to do it, guys. Because I'm a, I'm about to go on. Uh, I'm about to talk about Stuart. Uh, uh, oh, Wemmy. Hello. Hello, Wemmy. You're right. Yes, I'm. Um, I'm listening to a medium wave band. Oh, the, I can. Would you be able to turn it off? Yep, I just. Um, I've got echo in the background. <laughs> I, I know. Hang on. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> hey. oh, dear. Sometimes this job is really. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning, Wemmy. Marvelous to have you on board. What would you like to contribute to the show? I, t- I just heard your longest drum, and it went. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was just phoning you up. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah. 50, yeah 53 just... seconds of drum roll. Are you a drummer? Yeah. No, no. Are you a I roller? Used to, I used to be a cab maker. A what? A cabinet maker in Burke Hampstead. Ma- making what? Cabinets? Yeah, uh, furniture, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, 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 what's uh, the best... Uh, here we go. <clears throat> what's the best um, uh, chisel? Um... The be- bevel edge. The bevel edge chisel. Chis- of course it is correct. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, that's the yeah. correct answer. Yeah, great, great. No, I always listen to you, but it's always um, cheerful. It's not very good today, is it? No, it's not bad. Not bad. Did you hear that bit when I was talking about a really horrible story, and then we had a guest on that didn't know anything about the story? Yeah, that's right. That, that was awkward, wasn't it? <laughs> now, do yeah, you do you like awkward bits like that? Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah good. Anyway, you, <laughs> about the phone, right? 
Huh? Where can you hear a phone? What? Where can you hear a phone in Hertfordshire? Where can you hear... Have I... Hang on a second. I'm just going to... Wait a I'm just going to put you on hold for a second. The phone will go silent. You won't be able to hear what we're saying. Okay. Not talking about you. Um, no. But I'll be straight back, okay? So you won't be able to hear anything. Is that all right? Yeah. Don't go anywhere. What the flipping heck is this nut job banging on about? Where can you get hear a phone in Hertfordshire? Have I mentioned that? Or is maybe he just a lunatic? Maybe it's a joke. Who put this... Who yeah, put it is this? a joke. So, oh. Wemmy, can you hear us? Yeah. Oh, this new it's system it's don't true. work. Hang on. Okay, never mind. I'll go... Tling, 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 tling. Hello? Yeah, hello. Is Wemmy there, please? Yeah, yeah, I'm here, yeah. But you called me. I know. And I, 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 the thing is, I was just thinking of you. That is that is trippy. I was. That's how I knew because I haven't got caller ID on this phone. And you rang, and I said it was Wemmy there, and it was you. Yeah, that's right. How, how did I know it was you? Yeah, you just phoned me. No, you phoned me. I know. I did. Anyway, back to this thing. Where can you hear a phone in Hertfordshire? That's right. I don't. You got it? N- um, no. Well, it's people, <coughs> you, you know, a place called Tring, and if you take the T off, you've got Ring, Ring, Ring. Ring, Ring? Yeah, it's like Gring, Fring. Gring, Fring? <laughs> yeah, Gring, Fring. Gring, Fring? <laughs> Did you just say Gring, Fring? Yeah, it's like, you know, oh, we've been caught for that. Yeah, I, I must go because um, I've got my tea. Okay, then. Okay, cheers. Anyway, all the best. Bye-bye. Ta-ta. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gwing um, Did Peter from Wilma Green not want to come on? Does he not want to come on? What's, what's his beef? What's his I beef? Can't, I really tried to ring him back, but he's not answering. He's scared of me, that's why. He, he knows I'll... Um, who put that caller through? Me. Okay. You're welcome. Oh, Colin's got 101 followers now. <laughs> We've doubled his followers. Um, we get a pound for each follower you get, by the way, Colin. I don't know if I made that clear earlier on. You owe us a pound yeah, for every... Uh... So Stuart Baggs has died, right? And do you know how I found out that Stuart Baggs had died? How? Anthony Costas from Blue told me. Oh. Yeah. Do you know who Stuart Baggs is? I do, yeah. Okay. I'm surprised because... Okay, he was on The Apprentice, I think it was 2010... Uh, very sad. I'm not in any way. He's, he's a 27 year old lad. Of course, it's sad when anyone dies. He's a young lad that's died. Um, but he was on the he was the on the Apprentice in, in 2010, five years ago. He didn't win it. He was a bit of a character. Um, but front page news that he's died. Front page news. Peter and Warmer Green. Hi. Hi, man. How are you? Stop smoking those banana skins, man. <laughs> You sound how's, very... How, how's you sound, it going? Sorry? Uh, and are you sitting comfortably now? How's how's it hanging, Peter? Fine, thank you. To the left or to the right? To the left. Beautiful. That's, that's <laughs> now then. What would you like to have a whinge about? Well, a whinge in time saves life, so I thought I'd start... A on... whinge in time saves life? <laughs> yeah. You know that because you talk about care homes sometimes. I do. Now Listen, st- Peter, stay there. I've got to do a bit of business. So I'll, I'll come back to you after this. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio.
the M1 northbound has reopened after the serious accident between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton, but it is still really busy heading northbound. There is lays back from Junction 13 for Milton Keynes south. On the M1 southbound, it's easing off after the accident's been cleared out of the way at Junction 13 for Bedford. And in Lavenden on the A428 Northampton Road, that's looking really busy still because of the problems on the M1, so it's slow between Northampton Road and Oney Road. Also, the A5 northbound through Dunstable is very busy still between West Street and Dunstable and Eastern Way and Hockcliffe. And on Broughton on the A509, that's still very slow in both directions between the M1 at Milton Keynes and Northfield Roundabout. And it's also very busy at the Tickford Roundabout as a knock-on effect of the problems on the M1. No major delays showing up on the train departure boards at the moment. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. 8.45, Peter from Warmer Green's weekly whinge winging its way to us. After your headlines. Oh, I'm so tired. BBC's not working today. BBC Three Counties Radio. David Cameron is to chair a meeting of the government's emergency committee. Cobra Assemble! This morning to discuss the crisis at Calais. The M1 is closed northbound at Junction 14 for Milton Keynes following a serious accident in the early hours of this morning involving a lorry and a van. And a babysitter from Bedford who sexually assaulted the babies and toddlers he was supposed to be looking after has been jailed for 18 years. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, good morning. Lots of sunshine around today and by the time we get to the afternoon we'll be up into the low 20s and Celsius again so it's going to be feeling nice and warm. Some fair weather cloud here and there through the afternoon. It will tend to fizzle away once more as we head into this evening. So uh, all in all it was a pretty nice day although it has been a very chilly start and temperatures still only just scraping into double figures across the three counties. So um, yep, lots of sunshine around, just a light southerly breeze. Overnight tonight though it's going to be another rather chilly one, not quite as cold as last night but you know temperatures just in double figures in the towns a little bit beyond that um, in the more rural spots but a lovely sunny start to your Saturday then we'll see more cloud thicken through the afternoon it will stay dry though temperatures once more depending on the cloud amounts probably just getting into the low 20s but rising to the mid 20s at least by the time we get to Sunday it'll feel quite warm and muggy staying dry lots of sunshine around on Sunday but a bit more in the way of cloud and then quite cloudy still quite warm on Monday it'll be cooler and breezier from Tuesday onwards there will be the possibility of a few showers as well that's forecast well, here's, a, can I, here's a joke um, Elizabeth for me yeah, where for can me. where can you hear a phone in Hertfordshire a phone uh, where can I hear a phone in Hertfordshire I don't know should I get my map out of Hertfordshire and or you could just say I don't know, don't where, know. where can I hear I don't a f- know in where can I hear a phone in Hertfordshire in Grimfring 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 Brim, grim, brim. That sounds Gring, like. Gring, is that really a place? Gringfring. Where is that? Where is it? Gringfring. Near where? Gringfring. I'm on the map. I'm looking for it. Can't find it. Oh, my mistake. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Elizabeth was really making me laugh there. <laughs> Spring. Summer. Autumn. Winter. They're all great seasons in their own right, but the best one is yet to come. From Saturday the 8th of August, we'll bring you our biggest season ever. Here's Deeney. Deeney with the chance. Troy Deeney! 
puts Watford in front! Grigg with a chance to make it two, Grigg shoots and Grigg scores! With Watford in the Premier League, MK Dons in the Championship and Luton, Wickham and Stevenage all in League Two. Makes it 2-0, Howells with four for the season. Parrott with a shot, exploded! We'll bring you more of the biggest games than ever before. Morrison's there, it's a goal! Wickham have got a second! The new season starts right here on Saturday the 8th of August in Three Counties Sport. 03459 uh, Peter is in Warmer Green. Peter's still in Warmer Green. Good morning. Oh, my gosh. Good morning. I've just seen a ghost. A ghost has just appeared. A ghost has appeared on my screen. There's a blight. Is that, is that who I think it is? Hang on a second. Vinny, is that who I think it is? It's Vinny, yeah. Okay, so it's not the Vinny I thought. Vinny, stay there. We'll come to you in a second. Yes, Peter. I just wanted to say, talk about the... the uh statement that uh, maybe the Labour Party may be moving to the left. Oh, yeah. Go on. Now, if you consider the last general election, there were thousands and thousands and thousands of people who couldn't find anyone to vote for, but they they didn't out like their choices. What makes you think that? Oh, I, I've talked to a lot of people who didn't vote. Well, have you have you talked to thousands talked and thousands to leaf, and thousands? I've even talked to leaflet deliverers for the Labour Party. Right, and they didn't know who vote. they didn't know who to vote for. No. Well, isn't now, that dumb? Now, why are they delivering leaflets for a party that they don't want to vote for? Well, they didn't want them to disappear totally. How about that for a reply? Well, now, it doesn't, doesn't make any sense. If you it's an talk insane about, reply. If you talk about the party moving to the left. I'm people not. now, lots of people now deciding they they've got a choice, yeah. and and really and truly, I never heard, hear that say on, said on the media. Well, the media said, put well, on not said people anything. who don't want the left to succeed. I'm not they on this. Always do. Not on this show. We haven't. I don't. No, not you. But I'll tell you what, it's very difficult to get on and talk about it. Yeah, because you're... You've got, a, you've got a great programme because you allow people... Because I let... No, you, you saying I've got a great programme because I let you come on. If Radio no, 4 banned public, you then... You let the public speak. Get on LBC. They'll, they'll take any old rubbish No, no, they don't. No, Have you been don't. banned from LBC? No, I'm not. <laughs> I did not say that. Here's the... Can I tell what you... What I'm saying is... Yep. What, what I'm trying to say Please is... Please say it and we leave are, me alone. If you look at the vote, the actual oh, vote okay. in the last election yes. of the registered voters, yes. the party that won got 25%. But then look how, but then look how well Labour did under uh, proper oh, socialism. They, 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 Labour did worse. They lost Scott. No, but look at them. Look at them under. Look at them under Michael Foot. How badly did they do under Michael Foot? They don't matter about Michael. Well, but he was they're even they're lefter than listen, Corbyn. When you when you slate a man for wearing a donkey. Just jacket, having a little bit of politics, just. Yeah, no worries, no worries. November um, mm. commemoration. Okay, can I that's, just? That can is I, a newspaper. Can I just say? I that, won't swear, but that's a newspaper. Please don't. Can I, I just say um, that Jeremy yeah. Corbyn? Yeah. Um, as his fate was sealed two days ago, right? His fate was sealed two no, days you, ago. Listen, yeah, listen no, to me. He is going to lose now, and can I tell you why? Why? Because George Galloway said, "If Jeremy Corbyn becomes leader of the Labour Party, I'm going to join immediately." George <laughs> Galloway has sealed <laughs> his now fate. Then, now then, George uh, now Galloway you is. <laughs> you're not listening to the people. George Galloway the mail, has are you? sealed. George Galloway. I mean, no, I'm now, listening to George I, Galloway. I won't, I won't damage the reputation of the people who work for the mail because they've got enough to live. What's with the anyway. mail got to do with it? George Galloway said this himself. 
Oh no, oh no, but you, they find the tiniest little thing. No, there's not, George Galloway came out and said if, if, if Corbyn becomes leader, I'm joining the Labour Party. That is going to oh, put loads yeah. of people off because so, the Labour... So what? So uh, what, he's Mussolini a thug? Mussolini, Mussolini would have probably joined the Tories. Well, the, the, we, we, boy, don't we miss those guys, huh? <laughs> Thank you, Peter. You're always welcome to come on and have a chitty chat. Justin, we'll be, be with you in a second. Yeah, no worries. Vinny's on the line. Morning, Vinny. Uh, hello, hi. Hello, hi. Yeah, I just I just um, wanted uh, to notice one thing. That um, Cobra is a very stupid name for a uh, committee of the good guys. I just remember from the 80s and 90s when we had the G.I. Joe toys, the Cobras were the, were the evil guys, and... I just imagine David Cameron going uh, in a room with all those evil guys and making evil plans. What, with his evil eyes? His eagle eyes? The evil guys. The evil guys. In the oh, G.I. yeah. Joe, well, uh, Cobra's, a, stra- Cobra's a strange name, right? Cobra's a strange name. This is like the government... Select- and it does sound like they're all going to go into their secret tunnels or get in their supercars or get flown by helicopter and they're going to turn up and, you know, they'll sit down at the desk and David Cameron will take his motorcycle helmet off. It's not. It's just a bunch of rich middle-aged men in suits sitting around going, right, well, what are we going to do with this? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's Cobra. You're right. Cobra is not, uh, uh, it's not really appropriate name. Yes, it, it, it's definitely not. And it, it sounds something com- coming from like a, a cartoon or or, or like a, a, a toy or, or something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, do you know what? You're right, Vinny, and I appreciate you pointing that out. It always strikes me as. Um, you know when you start a gang when you're like a teenager, you start yeah. you're about twelve, thirteen. You start a gang with your mates and you make little mm. um, uh, like little wallets to store to- store top secret information. Top secret, no one must look in here. Mm. You come up with the hardest sounding name you could come up with. You come yeah. up with um, the uh, the fast cars. Yeah. Well, you name it after a Tracy Chapman. We song. were the Hemel Bashers. The Hemel Bashers. Yeah. Uh, or Cobra. You know, it's what yeah, you do. We yeah. need a tough name, guys. Cobra. And I think, I think actually, that Hemel Bashers was in the last three, the final three choices. Mm-hmm. It was between uh, the Hemel Bashers, yes, um, Gun Boys, yeah. the Boys with a Z, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, um, and Cobra. And they went for Cobra. I think, I think, I think David Cameron's yeah. mum went for Cobra. Cobra in the end. So Gun Boys with a Z. Mm, I love the Z in there. And the Hemel Bashers, they are still out there. If anyone else <laughs> wants to use those. Um, uh, oh, by the way, uh, very, uh, very, very happy. Oh, no, hang on a second. Where's my button gone? A very happy... Hashtag Fossil Friday. Yes, thank you very much. Um, Colin. Colin Huller, bit of a local face in Dunstable. Yeah, he's a player. He's an absolute player. He's a geezer. Yep, geezer. I mean, this man has got the full package. Wow. And he uh, goes out and about uh, collecting fossils. It's, it's a lovely hobby to have. Yep. And today it's officially hashtag... Hashtag Fossil Friday. That's the one. It's officially that day. So What's great about that is you've got the old, and by the old, I mean Colin. Good morning, Colin. Morning. And you've got Take the really in. old. You've got millions of years old. And my boys collect fossils. They love it. Millions of years old hmm. with the up-to-the-minute technology. Yeah. Hashtag yep. Fossil Friday. It just works. Hashtag fo- it's old and new combining to create. Hashtag Fossil Friday. <laughs> and it works. It really does. Colin. 
Yeah. I've been out on the streets this morning asking people what they're doing. Did you say Hemel bashers or helmet bashers? Uh, Hemel. Okay, just, just yeah, for, for legal reasons. Yeah, Hemel. Okay, yeah, okay. No, not helmet. Yeah, Hemel. Hemel bashers. Uh, local town in Hertfordshire. Uh, so, Colin, today it's a very special day for you. Hashtag Fossil Friday. Um, I've been out this morning asking people how they're going to be celebrating today and also about some of their favourite fossils as well and, and what they mean to them. Um, here's what happened on the streets of your town. Hello, madam. I presume in your bag there you've got the uh, the tools for the fossil hunting today? No. Hashtag Fossil Friday. Don't know what you're about. Fellow, what's your favourite fossil? Peter Stringfellow. Let's get the Nigerian perspective. Madam, how will you be celebrating Hashtag Fossil Friday? What's that? It's where Colin goes out looking for, for fossils locally. He's looking for volunteers. Are you willing to, to jump on the fossil bandwagon? No, thank you. How will you be celebrating Hashtag Fossil Friday? What's the Hashtag Fossil Friday? Second, what is it? Do you fancy going out looking for fossils one day? Not really. Jordan, nice hoodie. What do fossils mean to you? Not much really, never really took an interest. Would you fancy going out with, with Colin Huller one weekend to, to look for fossils locally? He's a bit of a face in the town. Uh, not really, I work oh, six days a week so I don't really... What's your day off? Too. Today. Today, OK. Yeah. Well, what about later on today? Have you got time? Uh, no, not really. I've got a lot of stuff to do today. Okay. All right, mate. Thanks very much. Cheers, thank you. Found the time to talk to you. Colin, yeah. very disappointing. Um, my, by the way, my boys love fossils. They mm. went fossil hunting the other week. So, um, you it's know. It's a great vibe. It's a great vibe, Coles, isn't it? It is. You must get great. so much action. There must be so much. <laughs> that you just can't get enough of it. No, no, I can't. Okay, well that's great. Well, listen, we've been plugging your at Colin Huller Twitter feed in yep. the last <laughs> the last twenty seconds of the show. Let's go over to our uh, Colin Huller hob where we say hello, hello. No, it's like supposed to sound like hello, hello, hello. Again, it sounded like mm. that fella. Uh, well, how many followers? He started off with forty-five at the start of the show in the dying moments of the show and my career. Let's be honest. Mm. How many has he got now? One hundred and one. Hey, Ooh. Colin! Big up yourself, you That's brilliant. Wait, Thank uh, go you and very send them. Much. Go and send them a tweet of your of a little fossil. I will as soon as I get back from Luton. Oh, okay. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 northbound from Junction 14 for Milton Keynes to 15 for Northampton after an accident in the early hours of this morning. The road is open again, but it's still very slow. And it's also still busy in the surrounding area on the A5 northbound approaching Toaster Road and on the northbound A5 through Dunstable between West Street and Eastern Way. In Hitchin on Stevenage Road, it's looking slow on the speed sensors between Whitehill Road and Paynes Park. And it's also busy in Watford on Beach and Grove around Escort Road. On the train departureboards, there are no major delays showing up at the moment. Some the Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, me and Justin were too busy high-fiving each other for another week staying alive. Is the M1 open? Yeah, it is open. Yes, get in there. <laughs> thank you, Sammy. Uh, thank you very much to Ben, who's been producing all week, except for today when it was Kelly Betts. Thank you very much, Danny. Cheers, my dears. Excellent work, Justin. And well done again for Radio 2 yesterday. Half past 12, Jeremy Vine. Go and have a listen on iPlayer. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.